0: star trek the next conversation the galaxy's number one podcast for star trek hosted by matt and andrew i am matt and i am andy oh no (laughs) i feel like (laughs) i sort of i ruined it because i said andrew and you probably had a whole thing prepared with andy and i I really did
1: what as a you know as a professional i really should have rolled with the punches but i was like wait a minute
0: you did am i andrew you absolutely did i was i erred i (laughs) erred It's never, we're never Matthew and Andrew, it's not Matt no, and Andrew or Andrew and I'm Matt.
1: An, I'm an improviser, I should have been listening.
0: No, I mean, look, it's, I, it's a perfect 100%. opportunity. 100% blame me! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, uh, that's that. We're here, everybody, we're talking about uh, season uh, 6, episode 9, The Quality of Life. Uh if you like robots that might be intelligent this is the episode for you. So I'll answer the question. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? I sure would if you want to see data misbehave. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh I, I like this episode. That's just that's, that's my pre-review. Yes. It's my pre-I nice love it. Yeah. Uh but if you're
1: if you're betting that's your clue on how to bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's some stuff here. It's going to affect I, the odds. I noticed uh, that I felt—I don't know—I felt, I felt the same about this episode as I've have in the past. So, I've never put a number to it, and I won't do that until later in the show. So, that being said, let's uh, take a step down the hallway and into the Admirals Club.
2: <laughs> Goodbye, Tuesday, the five-star review. Join the Admirals
0: Club. Matt, how do they get yeah. into the Admirals Club? Oh, Andy, it's all in that song. Uh, you head over to Apple Podcasts, which is no longer iTunes, so really the song should be updated. That's how long we've been doing the show, by the way.
3: Uh, <laughs> go <laughs> to Apple
0: Podcasts. medium. <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five star <laughs> review, and uh, you'll be welcome into the Admirals Club. And uh, if it's five stars, you write whatever you want, and uh, we very well may read it on this show. And single a few of you out. Andy, who is the lucky admirals today?
1: Uh, well, we have one, because there's a lot of, lot of uh, stuff going on around it. Uh, it was uh, a lady from uh, Australia who had uh, requested um, and uh, supplied uh, information about uh, the accent. But then, in addition to that, from Lieutenant Commander Josh Bald over at the Make It So podcast, please check it out. Uh, he sent uh, he sent this with a little help from my friends I present the Andy's Accent Corner sound cue credits and accents in order Simon Morrison Scotland Susan Hill French Canadian Nacho Spain (laughs) Damien from Brisbane Uh, and there you go here it is
0: everyone the Andy's Accent Corner jingle World Premiere Oh, it's Andy's accent corner.
4: Andy's accent corner.
5: Andy's accent corner. Andy, tu puedes.
0: It's gonna be shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really spectacular. We gave us two shortened versions of it as well and uh, couldn't be happier with the results. So thank you, Josh Bald, for that.
1: And then we're opening up real, uh, real uh, heavy with the... Uh, with the, uh, the sound cues at the top. But uh, this is from Hannah, and she says, uh, Hey, Mandy, I did email you my five-star review a day or two ago, but now please find attached a sound recording of me reading it out. Also includes a short tutorial on how to do the Australian accent. Hope it helps. But um, Honestly,
0: Andy, I, so if this is what you have me playing, I believe that we as the audience should hear yes. you do it first. I feel like... It's going to be more satisfying. No, I to disagree hear. entirely because this is something you should have been practicing. Well, I think <laughs> and when you I hear... like to know how off you are when you. I'll hear let the... you. Here is what else. Here is the compromise I'll make. Ready? Okay. I will let you do it now. We will it's then. Not... We, excuse me. I'm let telling me, you, Matt. You I I haven't please, heard it. May I please? All right, go ahead. Yes. Uh, we will. Uh, you'll do it now, uh-huh. and then we'll listen. And then we'll see how much it helped with your second attempt. I have to be honest with you,
1: Matt. I don't even remember if she reads the, uh, the, the, uh, the hail itself. I think it's mostly a, a description of how to do an Australian accent, which I think
0: is really going to inform this... More if you play it first. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> this is a creative difference. Uh, the likes of which you I've are yes, seen. but your side is
1: is a side that has not heard the hail yet. I have heard the hail. I'm curating the
0: hail. Right. Yeah. I know. But I'm just trying to figure out what will be the most fun for me personally. Uh, all right. We'll play it, Andy. You've won. Thank you.
4: Hi, Andy and Matt. Henna uh, here from Australia, and uh, I've sent you through my. Five-star review on Australian iTunes, and as requested, I thought I would not only read out my uh, five-star review, but at the end, I'll give you a very quick tutorial, Andy, about how you can work better to achieve the Australian accent. So here we go. So the title of my five-star review is... Hold
0: on. If anyone is listening to this episode first, and they're like, well, what's this Star Trek podcast about? This is very confusing to them. (laughs) And that being said, let's continue. We do top-load it to drive people away, right?
4: Perfect for both listening to and ignoring... And then it goes on to say, I love Star Trek and I like clever people. Matt and Andy are perfect at scrutinising Star Trek with love. I listen every night to fall asleep, so I've become a Patreon supporter too. A perfect mix of analysis alongside rubbish chit-chat gets me to sleep every time. Thanks, guys. So that's the end of the review and... So there's basically three things that one needs to do when one is attempting an Australian accent. The first thing is make sure you try very, very hard, and that might involve speaking louder as well. (laughs) The second thing to do is to think about Steve Irwin and try to copy him because Mm -hmm. he's the only person in Australia who ever spoke the way he spoke, so he's a great example of... (laughs) Our accent to <laughs> copy, and the third one <laughs> is stuff it all up and sound more English in the end. So I hope that helps. Interesting. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for the show. I'm enjoying listening. Bye.
0: Uh, thank you for the voice mail and also for the uh, Patreon support. We appreciate it, Hannah. Now, Andy, that's uh, that's out of the way. We've all heard it. I mean, I don't even know that I'm gonna top I really it. Really. But- still think we should have gone in blind and you should have attempted it, but
1: the whole thing, though, is let's her
0: rendition. I feel like I would have ruined it if oh, I if, I, would have, if, if I, I did it first. Uh, look, I could, you can see on the waveform the part where she's reading the review. It's super loud. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the part that I could have cued into, and uh, but the point is, Andy, please uh, let's give your attempt. I'll play one of the new short jingles as we enter Andy's accent quarter. Mm-hmm.
4: And these accent corner.
0: It's
3: gonna be shit.
1: <clears throat> All right, here we go. Let's gotta get into the right mindset. Clever girl, clever girl. Okay, here we go. Perfect for both listening and to and ignoring. I love Star Trek and I like clever people. Man Andy, are perfect at scrutinising Star Trek with love. I listen every night to fall asleep, so I become a Patreon supporter too. A perfect mix of analysis alongside rubbish chit chat gets me to sleep every time. Thanks, guys. There you go. That was it's pretty not, spot. Uh, that wasn't terrible. The view is perfect for
4: both listening to and ignoring. And then it goes on. Yeah. To I didn't say, lean on
0: the ignore. I love Star so Trek. No, actually, I think what you what you really ignoring. Have, you've, you've, That's you've, where they no, are. it's. I think you really have missed turning both the word both into two yeah. syllab- two syllables. What? Well, listen. Review yeah. is
4: perfect for both listening
0: to both both. Yeah, yeah. both. Nice. Anyway, yeah. that was Andy's accent corner. Let us exit Andy's accent corner. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's Accent Corner Animo Andy Tu Puedes It's gonna be shit (laughs) All right a great
1: jingle Great job Josh Bald Let's Also she added uh, BTW Australians only ever laugh When uh, people unsuccessfully Try to imitate our accent So don't hold back I don't know I don't know after this If we should continue Andy's Accent Corner I don't know if it's gonna hit Hit a pinnacle like this one did
0: I mean, why can't we
1: start here and go from there, you know? You know, it's a lot of pressure on the future Andy's accent you start with you know, the
0: NX. Don't... You start with the NX-01, and you end up with the uh, Sovereign cra- Class Enterprise-E, you know? It's gotta, you gotta, you gotta hate build. all the later ones, build. don't
1: you? Which
0: one is your favorite? What are you talking about? I hate all the what? I Which, love you, all the Starships. Even what? the E? Of course the E. The Sovereign Class the, is a know, badass.
1: That's your favorite.
0: All right, there you go. My favorite is actually the Constitution class redesign like the refit from the movies. So the early one. <laughs> well, from Star Trek the Motion Picture, that's my favorite I ship. Yeah, I don't right. love the D the Enterprise D, I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, I I've grown attached to it. It's my home, you know. I spent so what, I spent 7 years in one movie in there. Sure. Well, so it's very nice. It, it feels like my home. Yeah. But, but like your like your home
1: like your like your childhood home, it's yeah, probably not you, the most stylish. You got to move. On. Nothing personal, you there. know.
0: My, my first love, of course, was the Enterprise. I mean, I built many a NCC one seven zero one model in my in my childhood. Uh-huh. Really, really, two very hard to keep the glue of the nacelle. You know, the, the nacelles and the saucer section really just fall off constantly. Right. You got to right. be sure you get a lot of glue in there and let it set before you pick it up. That's my advice, to anyone out there trying to build a model of the Enterprise. But I love the Sovereign Class very, very much. All right. That's just my my tiny, uh, that's my Starship Corner. I mean, really, let's all be honest. The Defiance the best ship.
1: Well, I don't have faith that uh, future uh, future Accent Corners are going to uh, build to the uh, you know, the Constitution you Class say, refit. Did you
6: say faith? Andy secunda. Madden Myra are the hosts They're watching Star Trek You're just doing this to make sure TNC people know it's Star Trek show is their show They are skipping over DS9 For now It's a parking lot in space It's my favorite They're running out of disco F So Enterprise will take its place More white guys on the bridge. Yeah. And trip are the
0: same you want to hear us talk about Enterprise? Ugh. Oh, all you got to do is join us on Patreon. You can head over there, support the show, and you'll get us talking Matt. about Enterprise and Matt. Voyager. Uh, You're still
1: in the Admiral's Club, uh, Excuse Matt.
0: me, Andy. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I don't. This is chaos. Well, Lieutenant, lie- get Enterprise. <laughs> but if you want to get Enterprise, Voyager and the other two podcasts we do (laughs) (laughs) which could be more Voyager could be more Enterprise we've done all of the Marvel movies they're sitting there waiting if you want all of those you gotta go someplace special and that's right here With a, now it. with a discord server all right andy here we are we're in the president circle and uh it's time to hear from those presidents with our first thing it's going to be a priority one message but it's going to be a special one that we've given the christopher pike medal of valor to and that's from one of our patrons who gets four bonus podcasts a month you want to be like them head over patreon.com forward slash star trek tnc uh, and uh, let's hear. Andy, who's getting the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor? Who's being singled out this month? And that's
1: the president's level. Uh, and uh, and at the lieutenant's level, we have decided to
0: do uh, lower decks, correct?
1: For this month? For next month?
0: Yeah, next month we're going to talk about all the lower decks that have been out by the time we record it, which probably be like, uh, I'm guessing, the first six. And then odds are we will... Switch. We're giving you
1: an enterprise at the lieutenant's level uh, every month, plus uh, the upcoming discovery episodes. Discovery
0: is- comes back in October, everybody. So uh, we'll talk about it there, unless you don't want us to. How could you not yeah. want us to? Come on, it's us. <laughs> discovery. Come on.
1: <laughs> You'll have to look. There's a. There's a. Uh, there's a, The priority one message is going to the priority one message for this episode. But uh, there's another. There's another post there if you want to share your opinions. Matt has said that he will yeah, I'm gonna take to look, look
0: at it. I'm going to take a look and see if you guys come up with anything better than us, uh, which is very possible. We're not good.
1: <laughs> The Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee for this month um, is uh, Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins, um, who writes us, as requested. There's a, a lot of people be getting very creative this week with jingles. As requested, here's Will Andy Enjoy This Episode to be played after you watch the preview for next week's episode. And to help Matt remember to guess your
0: ranking, I added that, too. Oh, then, yes. So, uh, that's when I decide whether or not Andy's going to enjoy uh, the episode of TNG that we're about to watch. Is that correct? Correct.
1: At, well, are we... Well, I guess we can do it any way you want to. He's he's suggesting you do it after we watch the trailer. Yeah, and then I, you remember, I, yeah I, okay, I agree. I
0: agree. Correct. That is That yeah. is correct. So here it is. Here's the new jingle. We'll be playing it later in the show. Hey, Matt, will Andy enjoy this episode? Well, I mean, it's a two-parter. Does he like the first part of a two-parter? And now, guess Andy's ranking. Uh, he's going to give Chain of Command Part 1 an 8. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. was a little preview of what will happen later in the show. (laughs) Um,
1: Luckily, uh, neither of us will stack the deck with those uh, rankings because neither of us will remember (laughs) (laughs) what happened the week after. Um, All right. We're in the Priority One messages proper. If you want to send a Priority One message, join the Patreon. Captain,
5: incoming message. message.
7: Priority One uh, message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
1: Sounds. (laughs) Post, Post your comment or question on the uh, post with this episode's title. Uh, the first is from Lieutenant Alexis Boussier, Borsier, uh, who writes, this is regarding Fistful of Datas the last episode. I rewatched A Fistful of Datas for this show. That is how much I enjoy your show. I guess wow. I can check it out again in another 28 years, but honestly, I don't like its odds.
0: <laughs> high praise. Very high praise.
1: Uh, Chris O'Neill writes, us: I thought this episode was better than all three seasons of Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> i uh i gotta tell you i'm catching up on westworld season three i'm i know it's very a lot of people don't like it as a matter of fact i would say most, most people most who are people vocal like about it.
0: it i'm aware don't of, like it. i'm aware of people not liking it and i have nothing I may to be do blind watching the show so i may be blinded by uh, evan rachel wood but i really enjoy the show <laughs> Andy.
1: um uh Lieutenant Carolyn McNamara writes regarding Fistful of Data's. I had enjoyed this episode. I don't know how you're not blinded by Jeffrey Wright?
0: Come on. <laughs>
1: Je- Felix, Jeffrey Wright Felix is also
0: Leiter. People uh, Hernandez. And, other um, great characters Jeffrey Wright has played. Why one of the
1: One of the Hemsworth brothers is in that. He's very funny. I really should. It's not Liam. It's the other one.
0: I would write a series of young adult novels called The Brothers Hemsworth. <laughs> and it would be for sale at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> I would read it. Um, uh, Andy, we've lost Andy. He's now thinking about season three of Westworld, probably reconsidering his opinion.
1: Luke Hemsworth. I wanted to give Luke Hemsworth oh, sure. too. too.
0: Luke Hemsworth is very pretty.
1: Um, Chris O'Neill, I already read his. Lieutenant Carolyn McNamara writes us, I enjoyed this episode because Troy gets to do something besides get mind raped or deal with her mother. It's not the best Troy episode, but it's better than most. It's fun that she's into the Old West and can help warf out. Also, I always enjoy Brent Spiner getting to act out other characters besides data. He's
0: a delight. You know, it's funny, the only character type he doesn't overplay is Android.
1: <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> it's like you Put him in
0: anything else. <laughs> so subtle. Like the performance of data is so subtle and great. and then like when he's given like an episode like Fistful of Datas, I just feel like he's bouncing off the walls. Let me ask you
1: this. Would you say that there's a similar uh, aspect to him as with LeVar Burton in terms of, like, well, now he gets to not be data. And so he's like, oh my God, it's my chance. And so he's just bursting at the seams and acting the hell out of it. And by the same token, with LeVar Burton, when he gets to do something without his visor, which I believe happens at some point, right?
0: Wasn't uh, it in the movies? Yeah, he gets ocular implants for the uh, first contact last I remember so oh, it wasn't first contact it's first oh. first contact he has him and then in um, in uh, insurrection and obviously nemesis he has i don't know i don't think that's i don't think that's similar no i would say like when you see jordy pretending to be watson on the on the holodeck then we're <laughs> then we're in the similar <laughs> zone i see but then i also i think there's a layer that LeVar burton puts on watson uh-huh. That is, la- it's layered through Jordy LaForge. Oh,
1: for sure. He's playing Jordy playing Watson. Yeah,
0: he's like, he's really, because cause I, LeVar Burton, as we all know, is a fantastic actor. So when he's doing those characters, it's a, it's that he puts the layer of LaForge in there. I
1: think of anything, more of the issue is that it's, it's written so that he's, he's just so animated about what uh what date is doing wrong as uh as sherlock
0: his his british accent lavar burton's british accent as watson so his his accent as geordie laforge doing a british accent is the worst british accent i've ever heard by jove holmes you've done it again you're not far off except that was a little better
1: <laughs> wow. That is not, does not speak well for Lavar Burton.
0: We'll find um, out in,
1: in three weeks, everybody. Uh, Lieutenant Steris DeFonsis, uh says, I would have enjoyed a scene where people on Decks 4 to 9 can only get cat food. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a quiet D-plot in the thing, and I would boy would that. I have loved to have seen that.
0: I would take that over the, uh, over, I don't know, Five a lot minutes of the, minutes of, the uh, of the
1: old West Town. Um and by the way, Lieutenant Stefan says, you're at the lieutenant's level, or you would have won a Pike's Medal of Valor. Uh there's no no question. This was a great comment. Lieutenant Commander Cosmo Moore writes, just makes me want to watch the movie Tombstone. And sure. will you will you be my Huckleberry? I sure will, buddy. See um see if I I wish I could uh I have a gun for each of you. There you go. Little Val Kilmer. It's <laughs> <laughs> being the final uh, edition count? of Accent Does Corner. That now? <laughs> is that <laughs> it more <counts>. of character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's terrible in any event. Um, Lieutenant Eric Peoples writes Speaking of which, uh, if I had a day off, uh, oh, this is regarding the, uh, the holodeck. Yeah, um, and what you would do in the holodeck. I would play real-life Super Mario 3 in the holodeck. What would you do? And then Great and Terrible Lizak adds, I would also like to know the answer to Eric's question. If you're already out exploring space, sometimes fighting aliens, what are your video games? Now that I put it that way, it actually makes more sense that we only see people playing literary simulators.
0: I always, I've always, i always said that I would be... Uh, my ho- It's funny. the ho- My holodeck would be the Enterprise. I'd be a lot like Barkley. I'd be like i'd holodeck the enterprise (laughs) but let's say that i'm actually living on the enterprise i would i would i would be the greatest hitter the red Sox had ever seen gotcha it would be fantastic oh my god i'd dial up so many fun situations it'd be the world series i'd be you know batting cleanup i'd have ortiz hitting in front of me ah it'd be a dream i saw your would you be playing pre or post covid uh, I'd be playing uh, all kinds. I'd do I'd do pre-COVID. I do post-COVID. I'd do 1918 <laughs> Spanish flu World Series. Oh, nice! You know, um, very similar. Your, A lot of face masks there.
1: I saw your uh, Facebook with your old picture of you and uh, and uh, Sir McCartney. So oh, I didn't. Uh,
0: that was I didn't post anything on Facebook. Oh, you didn't post it? I guess just Facebook, Did Facebook threw just it up. auto post something for me. I haven't <laughs> I was, logged on in so long. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> Facebook's got great taste. Uh, yeah. I it was just thinking, like your your life is a little bit already like a holodeck.
0: <laughs> it is. I've lived quite a holodeck full life, and uh, you know, every I'm, I'm thankful for it. And uh, I guess if I have one regret, it's that uh holodeck calories seem to be real. Oh,
1: uh, Andrew Gibson writes us. Uh, my preferred term is the antique West instead of the ancient West.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. I my brain broke. I should have set it up. It's my, my fault. brain broke that up. Yeah, into a I very. Set, I
1: should have set it up. It's on my. It's on me. Uh, I Lieutenant thought. Gibson.
0: I thought he was like making a reference to sea Quest the way you said it. The Antiquest? Yeah. The Sequest? Yeah, I did thought, I, like, in my did I not mind, enunciate? I was like, is this, does he not like Sequest? What did if I did I that? What if I, what, if, what if I did that on the holodeck? I just put myself in episodes of Sequest. That would, it would be crazy. Data Roy Shatter down. would be happy to see you. Oh, I'd be so happy to see Roy. And then we'd go kill a shark off the coast of Amity.
1: How often did they go and kill sharks in Sequest?
0: They didn't. They were all about that.
1: Sweet, sweet marine life, bro. No, <laughs> oh, I see. Um, that must have been confusing for Chief Brody. He it was probably, probably Chief was. Brody in that,
0: wasn't he? He was. He was. It was an extension of Chief Brody. Yes.
1: Um, and Lieutenant it's, Jeff Rem- Ramondo to the job. <laughs> that he is actually Chief Brody in yeah. disguise. Uh, Lieutenant Jeff Raimondo, uh writes us uh, is also regarding the Ancient West. I also find it jarring. The way they think to rename a period in our history, in in uh, relative to the to the greater difference in time uh, in the future. I don't know what I'm reading wrong here, but uh, it also reminds me of how they refer to the Beastie Boys classical music yes, in the Kelvin timeline I agree. films. That was also which, silly. Which, as a musician and Beastie Boys fan, infuriated me. I also am curious what other references they've tried to further date uh through context names i know jazz is still jazz thanks to Riker and Vic fontaine i'm surprised uh, and then he adds also i'm surprised a juvenile klingon such as alexander could nail a western motif 500 years in the past on a different planet would have been funny if they put some anachronistic things that maybe a child wouldn't realize were inappropriate like togas or skateboards oh that would have
0: been so confusing for the home audience (laughs) <laughs> like conceptually, and if it was they're like already a, on the holiday. If it was a novel, a hundred percent, like you'd throw that in. Sure, uh, I think that's a valid, very valid idea, but it would be so confusing to the audience. Um, Maybe, a, and just, the only person like you'd have, you'd have to wait like two acts before Troy shows up to point out that their things are wrong because Wharf wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> that's true. With the, and then you could have Data do another, you know
0: another old it. centurion I'd, character i'd love it if they had to fight a fight a dinosaur oh I mean, that'd be great you know I was like cowboys yeah they aliens, should have done that i guess
1: cowboys it was and dinosaurs a, well on the other hand i guess it was it was already the holodeck and they felt like people were having trouble swallowing that so you couldn't really mix and match
0: hasn't stopped them from trying to feed us the same pill many 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 times as we'll, well see in voyager
1: times have changed uh oh i guess they did then yes uh, the Great and Terrible Isaac uh, goes on a, a long but interesting uh, take on uh, Alexander. Uh, according to Wikipedia, there's only one Alexander episode left, so True. I'll outline my theory on him now. When Alexander was first dropped off by his grandmother, he was a sullen jerk with a chip on his shoulder. I think he may have bitten a kid on his first day of school or something like that. Who hasn't? Uh, <laughs> but as Andy points out, in this episode, he actually seems like a pretty cool little dude. We can actually track his progress by working backwards. We just saw him in Rascals, Rascals, where he not only helped Picard pull off a plan to save the ship, but he also gave him his toy without even complaining about it. I've seen grown humans who couldn't pull that off. Before that, we saw him in Imaginary Friend, where he's totally cool and friendly to the shy girl he's just met. He corrects her when she sticks a piece of clay on the wrong piece without being mean mm-hmm, about it. hmm why, to remember this episode doesn't, so well?
0: Doesn't bite her. I don't know why he doesn't bite her. As far
1: as we, as far as we see on on screen, yeah. And when the cup he spent so long working on gets destroyed, he doesn't bite or hit anyone. Terrible he does stuff. get mad, but I'm pretty sure he storms off. Uh, no way. I'm going back to that episode and checking. Uh, so he's clearly not as calm and evolved as we see him in Rascals and uh, and Datas. But he controls his anger and doesn't do anything violent. Here we get to my actual theory. Before Imaginary Friend, the last time we saw Alexander. Uh, was in Cost of Living where he the starts The
0: higher the fewer
1: <laughs> Exactly. Uh, in the cl- as the classic annoying little pest that we all remember him to be. At the beginning of that episode he's lying to people about and complaining about stuff and just being the worst. What happens between then and when we see him behaving so much better An imaginary friend? He spends a little time with Loaxana Troy. So here it is guys. Loaxana Troy is so annoying to most almost all adults. But she's really good with kids. I mean, she raised Diana, who may not be a real empath, but does genuinely seem to be highly emotionally involved. Loxana helps Alexander work through his issues and sets him on the path to understanding his emotions and controlling his anger. She effectively turned Alexander into a good
0: kid. Here's, here's my counter theory. Okay. Uh, Loxana is so annoying that Alexander was like, holy shit, is this what I'm like? <laughs> Is this what I'm like to, be, to other people?
1: I gotta it stop. It does. It does seem to be like that's the lesson that Diana takes away. Diana. Diana takes away from her yes. I said Diana like wrong three times sure, in a row. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, there you go. You know what? You guys choose for yourselves. What's the truth? Choose your own headcanon uh, that's a great segment. I don't know. How, I don't know why we would do that one, but um, Frederick, are you are you creating one now?
0: No, no, no. You we're pulling
1: up. All, uh, Frederick Rombouts writes us: uh, Picard scowls when Crusher offers him the role of the butler in her play with only two lines. Sounds like Picard didn't like the uh, prospect of getting paid under five. <laughs> so true. And President. Jar Jar, Lieutenant President Jar Jar Binks. Not the president, just in the president circle. Uh, Who let an android have a cat indeed? When Data, referring to what food Spot likes, says, I find it extremely difficult to predict what you'll find acceptable. Perhaps hunger will compel you to try it again. Matt jokes, if you don't like it, you can starve. Perhaps this is the reason for Spot going from a male to a female cat. Maybe Data couldn't really look after a pet properly, and they just kept giving him a new cat, like a parent flushing a dead goldfish down the toilet and replacing it with a new fish. Just how many oh, spots were there? Oh. Who let? Who did let an android have a cat? I think this is a really compelling theory. And that's I would funny. also say, I, like I don't think idea. I did comment on it, that is crackers that he's just like, well, maybe if I don't feed you, you'll do what I want you to do.
0: Yes. Uh, I, that's, I, bet be, I bet it was Jordy. Just kept sneaking in. Replacing the, dead, uh, replacing the dead replacing the dead whatchamacallit the dead cat he couldn't have constantly in the night feelings. like beams him out beams the beams the dead cat out of the quarters beams in a live cat doesn't matter what gender it is Jordy doesn't know <laughs> but like why uh, why
1: would Jordy? is he's not protecting his
0: feelings where like, did he where get the he cat get anyway they, was he like back on earth and adopted a cat was he at a star base was someone selling the cat what happened wasn't there a debate at some point about whether it was a real cat or not uh, not on the show, huh? Maybe on this uh, on this show. Maybe I don't remember uh, that. No, me. on our show, not on Star Trek.
1: Um, but uh, you, you, I, I, feel like it's a real cat. Do you feel like it's a real cat? Yes, it's a real cat. I think the canon is that it is a real cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it, because it serves the purpose of he has a living thing that he's interacting right. with. Right. And also,
0: I would say that it serves the purpose of whatever the function the writers needed that week—boy or girl—they <laughs> just forget.
1: I like that it's—it's it's becoming a very spot-heavy show. Uh, anyway, that's for the uh, it for the president uh, the the priority messages. Now we go into the corridor for the hell's
0: proper. I can't believe it, guys. Here we go. Uh, I don't even. Uh, let's just head out here, right? Just go. <laughs>
8: We
1: are being hailed. Um, all right, anonymous uh, request from a fan. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's an issue that was brought up. I do mean this with all due respect, and as a fan, I would like I would ask that you both consider that at times you might be alienating your female fran- fans by constantly framing Troy and Crusher as if they are incompetent. Now I know the show they're does that written for incompetently.
0: They are just written. It let, is not their let fault. Let
1: me finish it now. I know the show does that for itself, but you are the ones talking. I think that some of your lady fans might get bummed that you, their favorite hosts, are bashing them, their favorite female officer heroes. Just a thought. I did uh, follow up and uh, say I, you know, I was going to bring this up on the show and throw it out there. Um, just to make sure, uh, but I also tried to clarify what the gender of the writer was, and they didn't get back to me. So, it's I would obviously I feel personally like I would weigh it a little bit more heavily if it was a if it was a woman.
0: Oh, I think writers. it's a, it's a valid courtesy, but I just want to point out, and for anyone who's listening, it's 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 a disservice to both of the characters. I think that the characters are written; they take a backseat so often to all the other characters on the show, and I think that when they do get a chance to shine, they're written poorly often uh, and I'm you know I'm th- whatever that last episode with Troy was where she was it was a Troy story it was uh, they just what did they why why did they write that for that character you mean in the fistful of datas? no the last Sorry. Troy story I don't think of okay let me for the record I don't think of fistful of datas is a Troy story <laughs> <laughs> I think of it what do you as mean? I think of it <laughs> as a as a Worf Alexander story <laughs> Uh, that, was a, that was the B plot, as far as I'm concerned. Sure, uh, but I think to the point of the, uh, uh, there's just so it just look. I like to point out when they do it well, but when they continuously do it poorly, I also will point that out. Look, we're not. Gonna- do I, I don't. But like, look, I've made my point. We've, we're six and a half seasons in. I don't have to keep pointing it out. Look, this is not
1: necessarily a critique or a suggestion we should listen to which is why i'm bringing it up because i would like to hear oh, I mean, from people to see if it does bum any people out i mean i i think almost 100 of the time we we make clear that we're not talking that we're talking about the portrayal and the writing um, yeah but i also it is an interesting question of like is it just a bummer to keep hearing it so uh feel free to let us know i also think that there's there's a little bit of equal opportunity in that we, you know, we talk about Worf being, you know, in this episode, Klingon.
0: Yes. Worf is incompetent. We often say that. So if anyone's favorite character is Worf. (laughs) Any Klingons out there? That's on you for having Worf as your favorite character. Oh. (laughs) Um, He's a great character. But he also is written into a a, a position of failure just by virtue of that's what the writing needed at the time. I... uh, I don't know if it did. That's the thing. I think that's where... It, where well, it does because it now, it, like every time Worf suggests something, it will either end the story or just be the complete wrong thing to do. Do you know what I mean?
1: I feel like you could slant it because there's just as many times that they fire their phasers as they go, no, let's talk this over. So you could just slant it a little bit so that I he's... I think they
0: say, let's talk this over about 85% more than they say, let's fire our phasers.
1: Well, his purpose thematically is certainly to illustrate that they are non-warlike. But Correct. I feel like very frequently a solution to a problem is fire a torpedo or shoot a phaser at it.
0: Uh, it can be, but also I think... I think, I, honestly, I, I'd be very interested to know... Oh, God, this is somebody out there, some statistician who's still listening to this program... I'd be interested to know how many torpedoes the Enterprise has fired versus, say, the Voyager or the Defiant. And I think you'll find that the Enterprise has fired by far the least.
1: Because you're saying it's the least warlike.
0: Yeah, I'm saying it's the most, you know, la-di-da, let's enjoy the galaxy. Ooh, what's that? Let's look at it.
1: Well, I only have a vague sense, but Defiant was sort of more in a in, in in a war wartime situation, it's a warship, right? yeah, of course. And Voyager was you know out, out all by its lonesome,
0: yeah. And and as off. we know, it only had thirty seven torpedoes, but managed to fire <laughs> one hundred fifty right. or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> a hilarious uh, supercut, uh, but yeah, I, it's interesting. I would I would say to the listener that the I see you, I, I hear what you are saying, and um. You know, I, if I start talking about how poor, or how if I stop talking about how poorly they are written at times, then I will. That will sort of. I Break don't want to be brain. handcuffed in that sense. Like, you know, I, I'm happy to now. As I, I feel like we point out when everybody's poorly written. Uh huh. Like you know this episode for instance i think it's interesting i think Jordy is not written well and i think crusher is used very well in this episode
1: i think this is crusher's shining moment this
0: episode Um, i think troy is underused in this episode but also we always say that too i don't know whatever
1: we're here to Uh, listen ironically it's her
0: shining moment and yet she's not used that
1: much as a doctor (laughs) it's more just as a as a person well she is used
0: as a doctor only to fix herself
1: that's right that's that's pretty badass when she's fixing herself um anyway uh let us know uh let us know what i'm
0: very curious what is the what do we need people to let us know
1: i'm curious if it bums people out we don't have to necessarily alter uh, our the way we poll. deal with things huh run a poll the poll's only on the patreon unless uh, you wanted me to put well, it somewhere i guess i put on it twitter. on uh, i put it on twitter yeah I don't know. Let me know if you want to do that. I don't know if it's worth that. It. I don't know. Um, late to, if you want me to, I can. Late I to the party hail re conundrum. Uh, You're from, very late to the party. Welcome. From Will uh, Brendel, but it was an amusing story, so I thought I would share it. Handy uh, hey and Matt, playing catch up on the show right now. Stop listening for a bit uh, because I, I was concerned about Picard spoilers. Makes oh, okay. Sense. Uh, I also totally accidentally overlooked the episode on Conundrum, an episode of TNG I remember fondly, probably is a somewhat unique perspective I have for it. Conundrum was one of the first episodes of Star Trek I ever saw. My college roommate was watching a marathon of TNG on G4, and I popped in on this specific episode, having no context to know that the McDuff character shouldn't have been there. I spent the whole episode (laughs) registering that something was fishy about him, but not being a regular viewer at the time. The reveal worked really well on me. Just an extra perspective to throw in an episode. You are the person I believe
0: we asked about while watching it yeah that's fascinating god i forgot g4 used to play tng
1: that really must have been weird going forward that it's just like wow it was just that one episode <laughs> mcduff <laughs> the terrible <laughs> fake name um and then we have a memory beta segment i don't know if you prepared a memory beta but uh,
0: uh wait i thought i drive the memory beta segments I can't oh, believe so, someone else is writing it with Memory Beta stuff. But anyway, here's I see. the jingle. Well, let's take a trip down. Memory Beta.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll, I would take that as a segment every every time. Oh, come on. There we go. Memory Beta, come on. So now, from, from this point forward, if people send in Memory Beta, should I say, I'm sorry, that's Matt's domain. I'm not Well, gonna... you know,
0: it's interesting because I try to look for Memory Beta only in guest characters. So it's like characters that make like unappearance, an and then you're like, okay, "I bet some dumb dumb decided to write some fucking fiction about this character, this one this one off character." That's where I that's where I approach memory betas from. For but, a minute there, you were really
1: getting into the the audio novelizations. Is that uh, dissipated?
0: Uh, it has dissipated because I have returned to work, so my time is gone. Very good. Um okay. Here it is. From
1: uh Jerry Canavan, I think it's Lieutenant Jerry Canavan. One of the issues of the Star Trek Waypoint comic uh, runs with Andy's theory about data making the whole enterprise the whole human crew superfluous. Um it's uh non canon now, but takes place after Nemesis with a resurrected data working with Geordie, who is captaining the Enterprise E, seemingly as a consequence uh- That's not
0: Waypoint. That's not Waypoint. That's, um. Isn't that Countdown? I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I guess they probably could have gone past, honestly. Countdown was the last one I read where Data was the captain of the Enterprise. Okay. data is able to inhabit multiple versions of his body at
1: once, which means he just runs the whole ship by himself and the humans have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> it's surprisingly dark for it's a surprisingly dark foreboding situation. I see it as a precursor to some of the anxieties about the doctor in the later seasons of Voyager or even what Picard does with AI. One of the reasons Trek has trouble had trouble moving past the TNG era, I think is because data and the doctor really are the precursors to an era where human beings are basically unnecessary. Interesting.
0: Wow! I mean, the cover of Waypoint is—it's all the captains. That's pretty cool. I wonder what Waypoint is. Oh boy, you got Cisco, Archer, Kirk, Picard, Janeway—all in one cover image. <laughs> <laughs> What a treat. Well, maybe I'll read it now. Um, that's it. Well, look, I'm sad that we're leaving.
1: If you'd like to send a hail, send it to sdtncpod at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet it uh, or Instagram at, uh, at Matt Myra or uh, at Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on Twitter. Or if you want to send a voice hail, it's 816-TREK-TNC or post on the Priority One Messages post on Patreon.
0: And that does it for the hailing frequencies. Hailing
7: frequencies frequencies
0: closed, sir. sir. It's now time to talk about the episode. Where's my episode jingle? (laughs) Andy, where's my episode jingle?
1: In the meantime, Matt, do you want me... I've kind of had trouble with the swelling well, of the uh, Priority trouble. One messages uh, with cutting cutting down the, uh, the hails. Do you want me to kind of cut them down a little bit? It's getting too long.
0: I mean, look. It's, here's the problem. It gets long only when I'm bopping around, hitting more buttons, and talking. Oh, about don't things take it there. on yourself. It's, Honestly, I mean, it's uh, me and my. I, I think just, we just love every hail so much. They're like my children. If only we could separate into some kind of other podcast. Like <laughs> no, a no, no, no. Just, I think it would be really good because then people who needed, who wanted to hear it, could hear it. But then other people. No, Matt. Are you sure? Because no, I think that would is, go really great, and everyone this, would love it. Equivalent of causing a podcast breach. No, no, no. I think everyone is on board for my idea of doing a saucer separated portion of the podcast. You know what? Let's stop here and then record the rest of the episode. Oh, Jesus. And put it out separately. You know, like 24 hours later, no one could possibly be upset about that. (laughs) <laughs> I, people were so episode, so sad They're, about that. We They're crossed right. many doors to many places. Your hails made us think of
8: all your faces. Sit comfortably in your little Borg node. Let's talk about
0: this week's episode. I got to imagine Nacho feels really good when he hears his updated version. With yeah, Borg, but- Borg node as the rhyme.
1: I, Can you imagine how much it would drive him crazy if we just kept playing the old oh, one?
0: I, I can't. I can't. I wouldn't do that to him. It would uh, be
1: like continuing to play Zack Snyder's, the the old version
0: of Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League again and again. Bro, no one's seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. That was an abomination that went out. Okay? <laughs> okay? Release the Snyder Cut! I hear it's going to be like four hours. How is that possible? Uh, well, I mean, you've got to assume a lot of it was shot that wasn't used when mm-hmm. Whedon went in there and did his shooting schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So just, you're looking at a, like... it, it, he probably shot two hours and fifty five minutes of material like I mean, honestly, look, it's a long winded movie anyway, and it's it has to take the place of four separate movies anyway. I am imagine... to set up multiple characters that shouldn't be set up in a movie where other characters are being set up.
1: I imagine at least 70% of it is going to be slow-mo hero shots of Superman's cape flowing and, you know, them walking towards things. And you
0: know, if that's the case, then uh, whatever. HBO Max. Here we go, everybody. Uh, Our
1: this new sponsor,
0: is HBO Max. <laughs> the Quality of Life. It aired uh, November 16th, 1992. Andy, what was happening?
1: The number one song in the U.S. was How Do You Talk to an Angel for the second week by The Heights. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, number one song in the UK: "End of the Road" by Boys to Men. Uh, number one movie: Bram Stoker's Dracula. Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Number one book: "The Tale of the Body Thief" by Anne Rice. America was vampire crazy, guys. Uh, number one TV show you that, see that week:
0: Stephanie Myers. It wasn't you. <laughs> 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 what did Stephanie Myers do? Twilight. Oh, she did Twilight. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you know this, but know there's vampires trilogy. in that. Are they? Oh, that's why it's Twilight, huh? Vampires <laughs> and
1: werewolves, Andy. Are you <laughs> Team course. Jacob? I feel like which you're are, Team Jacob. Which were hunkier, Matt? Jacob. Team Jacob. Come on. <laughs> this is that the werewolves? Werewolves are hunkier? Yeah, bro. Um, number one TV show that week, The Jacksons, an American Dream miniseries. I watched that when it was on. How was it whitewashed or was it just flat out? all the dirty laundry
0: I mean it was a lot of dirty laundry and the abusive father yeah 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 um,
1: number 1 tv show I already did that Births that week Miley Cyrus Happy way birthday to go, Miley Oh Miley uh, deaths that week Sterling Holloway voice of
0: Winnie the Pooh um, Way to go Sterling
1: <laughs> He died
0: <Yeah. laughs> My Events? oh my God, Andy! I had a great typo today. My friend and my my uh, I have another friend named Andy, and he. Uh, what the fuck? I'm sorry. He had a friend of his had passed away, and he was sending. He sent me a, a, a Hollywood Reporter article about it. Yeah, and my response. I wrote, "What a bummer." Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> just like, and like two hours go by and he doesn't re- he doesn't respond to me and I was going to text him something else. And then I looked and I saw the question mark. Yeah. Like he'd like talked about this guy. This guy was a mentor. I always looked up to him in the business and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he found out he passed, passed away. <laughs> and then I wrote, what a bummer. <laughs> like, but I wrote it with a question. So it's like, <laughs> what, what a <laughs> bummer? <laughs> like, I just like the worst punctuation I, have, I could have had
1: on that. I think you should have doubled down and then, and then texted and
0: how does this deal with me? <laughs> what does this have to do with uh, my life? I'm supposed to care? Why? <laughs> anyway, that was my that was my funny typo of the day. Did you apologize then? Yes, was like it five that texts. I was like, yeah. "You am so sorry." I, that was a, that, I, I I could any there are five there are so many other punctuations that would have worked better on the end of that sentence. I don't sure. know why a question mark was the one that my thumb hit. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny if you
1: did, like, the little emoticon with the with the tongue out, kind of, and the face. <laughs> um, uh, events, Prince Charles and Lady Diana publicly announced they've separated, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is released.
0: Oh, I played that game quite a bit. Take Big a- year for me. Watching the Jacksons, playing Sonic 2. A lot of stuff going on. So much happening in November of 92. (laughs) Busy boy. (laughs) Uh, All right, Andy. Uh, That is what's going on in the world. Let's find out what's going on with more important things. And by more important things, I mean the most important thing. Frank
1: Sinatra, come
0: on. It's time for that segment everybody hates.
1: (laughs) Frank Sinatra, come on. Fly me to
6: the
0: moon let me play i hit the, I hit the post there that felt the good stars.
1: it was nice it was perfect uh this week frank finished up a road like tour of the midwest and northeast with three nights on. at the sands in atlantic city in new jersey words, he must Jesus have been at home Christ. there
0: he's Hold doing so much
1: it's so crazy uh even andy what'd you do this week
0: I said at home,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I asked my cat, Where are you going now? a lot. <laughs>
3: Fill my heart
1: with song um, and let me sing uh, Even though he was in Jersey, he, was, he still more. finished every show with New York. You New York. Are all
0: I, <laughs> I, love know, I wonder if that angered the Jersey crowd. He, he knows a lot of people are coming down to see him from the, from the Garden State. No, wait, to the Garden State. Please See. be true. Uh, I was born in nineteen fifteen. So
1: In other words How old did that make him?
0: seventy-seven? Uh, um, That's probably very wrong. I don't know. Uh,
1: pretty impressive that guys. Uh you're right on the money, seventy-seven. Um <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to do that simple math, being given the extra time. <laughs> um, but uh, very impressive. Uh, that's it. Why is the chair ready to the,
0: the show? Ah, so oh, here it goes. Fill
4: my heart with song. Let me sing forevermore.
0: I feel like if uh, anyone is ever going to sue us, it's really not going to be Frank. We've done nothing but Revere. It's true. This <laughs> man and played just that one song. and <laughs> Oh, it's so great. He's so great. I mean, is he great? Yes. One of the greatest performers of all time. Uh, but is he's, that your favorite? He's no The Heights. You think in those couple of weeks, that
1: those those people were like, we're on a fucking TV show. We have the number one song in the nation. Dude,
0: I literally thought that while I was watching the music video playing. I was thinking to myself, "Of like, this guy was having a week. We and will never. Thought, I am gonna burn he, brightly forever. I think he probably was like, I need to buy four Porsches. I need to buy. Yeah. I need to just. I I am ready and set. Look out, I've got all of all the Aaron spelling Empire and Fox television backing me. Oh my god. What a what a what a couple of weeks. What a couple of weeks and what a fifty-three minutes in we're talking about the episode. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get down to it. No captain's lug. Let's start it with a scene that has nothing to do with anything else in the show. <laughs> Commander,
5: is it your intention to continue to grow your beard?
2: Actually, I... I'm not sure yet. Why what?
5: I was just asking.
7: Seven cards stud, one-eyed jacks are wild.
8: Frankly, Jordy, I like the beard.
0: Thank you, Commander. I noticed how you were growing Can it I, last week.
7: I have always been a little <laughs> suspicious It's been a real topic of, of discussion on the
0: ship. <laughs> We've wasted... Oh, I have probably about a page and a half to two pages of dialogue <laughs> on this beard. Why is that? And it's not a new life form. It's not like some sort of beard animal that is growing on Geordie that they're going to have to separate. It's just a beard.
5: I don't know.
7: It's as if they're trying to hide something.
0: Hide?
5: Don't be ridiculous, Doctor. The beard is an
2: ancient and proud tradition. Mm. Some of the most distinguished men in history have worn beards, Doctor.
7: I know, but after the razor was invented, I think beards became mostly a fashion statement.
5: I'm not concerned with fashion. To a Klingon, a beard is a symbol of courage. I think it's a sign of strength.
2: Sure, and of course, women can't grow beards. Doctor, it sounds to me like you feel that beards are nothing more than an
7: affectation. I do. But there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, women wear makeup (laughs) and nail polish.
0: There's a prescription that I guarantee you she can give that will allow anyone who wants to grow a beard to grow a beard. Yeah, that seems reasonable.
1: Do you think, do you think this to, yeah. this came out of like... Because often in a sitcom writer's room, would be like, yeah, I have had this problem. My aunt came to visit. And it's like, let's do a thing about an aunt coming to visit. Do you think that this came out of like a discussion about beards uh, in the writer's I think room?
0: It, no, I, bet it, I honestly think it came out of a discussion about makeup and why women in the 24th century are still wearing makeup. And mm. I think they couched it with the beard talk. That's what would, I think. I don't have any sources to back that up in all honesty.
1: Well, they certainly don't explore the women, which I think has been a, a topic of discussion on the boards. Yeah, but she an, also a a just admits group.
0: it. She's just like, yeah, well, yeah.
1: Yeah, we still wear makeup and... Yeah, <laughs> but it and seems like it. It's, it's a My good time is to not explore an
8: affectation. it.
7: Oh, well then you wouldn't mind shaving at all.
5: I could lose it
8: in a minute.
5: I've just gotten used to it.
7: Okay, then why don't we up the stakes a little? And if I win... All of you shave your beards
2: off. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What if you lose? What
5: are you going to give up?
7: I'm open for suggestions.
5: Well, I've always wanted to see you as a brunette.
7: Oh, I did that once when I was 13. I couldn't change it back fast enough.
5: It makes me even more curious.
7: <laughs> Fine. If one of you wins, I'll become a brunette. Are we on? Yeah. Yeah, we'll take that bet. Huh. Looks like you have the hand
1: to beat, Commander. <laughs> Look at how unhappy Worf is. 200.
0: That's because I like, the, I like that touch because they both know their hand. Like, Worf already oh, knows what he's been point. dealt. And, yeah. like, also I like Riker's reaction to the bet that Geordi makes. Yeah. He's like, Geordi, if you fuck this up, we have to shave.
1: I have a couple of things to say here. One thing is... I'm in 200. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if this is, like, pandering because... Geordi... Uh, uh because um you like you know, the beard. I get it. Beards are great. I, I mean, I them. know I I know how you feel about beards, so Always I'm not pandering to the uh to the uh the uh, listener that had the uh, letter about Thank you. How are we talk about women? Everything but, you say now is colored by that. So continue. Uh well, I mean, I think it goes without saying. Beverly is cool as fuck in this episode. I don't know what the distinction was of of why they decided to approach her this way, but she's a rascal and she's Kind of a badass, and uh, she's messing with these guys and making them all uncomfortable. It's just really—I I like a great it. Great color on her, and I like it fat because
0: it. she's functioning as a person, right, and not as a doctor who needs to get the doctoring wrong for the services of the story, <laughs> right. And she's acting.
1: Comf- it's like you really feel her level of confidence as a person amongst all of these guys
0: I, I i'm confused as to why you wouldn't put troy in the scene i was wondering that too is she used a lot in the rest of the episode i'm trying to remember no she's in one other scene she sits down That's, with data and uh, the doctor in the conference in the observation lounge and, and it's completely crazy season. she should totally have been in this scene but um, also, like, this scene has nothing to do with. Troy is right. so stupid for not being in this scene. Yeah, and that's <laughs> Troy's fault. She's the worst at being in this scene. I can't believe she this didn't agree guy. to poker. <laughs> and while we're at it, w- w- where's Dr. Pulaski?
1: <laughs> uh, um, the other thing I was going to say here. What is Beverly doing telling Riker to shave his beard? Is she trying to destroy the show?
0: I <laughs> think she get rid she of that is. beard, it all falls apart. Look, he shaved his beard in Star Trek Insurrection. Smooth as an android's bottom, hey, Data? Is that Captain. a good one? Is what a good one? Insurrection. Is it a good <laughs> movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great long episode of Star Trek. <laughs> all right.
5: We have arrived at the Tyran system All senior staff to the bridge Wait I'm sorry, you heard the captain Duty calls, I guess we'll have to do this some other time
0: <laughs> Wharf again, no Baldric. He was sashless in that, Andy Maybe he decided it was I just uh, noticed
1: Maybe he decided it was bad luck to wear his Baldric.
0: But let's just be clear that you could absolutely one hundred percent start the episode right at this Captain's Log, <laughs> and the episode is no different. Oh, for sure. That was like a free beat of uh fan fiction. Story. Captain's Log. Did they really, I guess they really four, six, must have three, felt oh, like they needed to explain
1: of beard, which, by the way, uh, it is pointed out but by they did several it last people. Week. I know they really are spending a lot of time on it yes. it was pointed out that he was it was uh, by, from several people so I'm not reading the one hail um, that it was uh, it was Jordy sorry it was Lavar preparing for his wedding and, okay. uh, and it was also interesting because it was pointed out <laughs> that you were, at, you were saying you weren't sure why but you had said on a previous
0: episode that that was why I had read that previously I think you had it from your own knowledge Previously, oh my god, my <laughs> brain is Swiss cheese.
1: Matt's working a lot. I love He's doing cheese. a lot of
0: podcasts.
5: We have just come into orbit of Tyrus 7A to monitor progress on the Tyron particle fountain. Ra-
0: What's your favorite planet in the Tyrus sector? Mm, I like 7A. Radically new mining <laughs> oh, 7A is beautiful.
5: So far, the project has been fraught with problems and is well behind schedule. Mr. LaForge has been assigned to evaluate the situation.
2: Dr. Farallon, the original plans called for the Particle Fountain to live 500 kilograms per minute. Oh my god,
0: I didn't even read Dr. Nemeczek's fucking description of the episode. Oh yeah, that's on me too, I should have said. It's directed by Jonathan Frakes, I want to point that out. Okay. Which might lead a little bit of credence to why we have a cold open about beards. <laughs> Uh, written by Naren Shankard, based upon material by L.D. Scott. Okay, so during a status survey of the of the Tyrus 7A whoop, whoop, orbital mining station <laughs> <laughs> and its new but lagging technology center director, Farallon, unveils the Exocomp, a problem-solving smart computer tool that can make repairs where living beings can't go. She wins a delay for Picard's report uh, deadline in order to make the station upgrade repairs uh, by using the make station upgrade repairs by using the units when one inexplicably fails. The curious data checks out the faulty unit only to realize the x had not malfunctioned but was instead repairing itself after shutting down at the sign of da- uh, danger, an act of survival that convinces him the machines are alive. The stressed-out Farallon is skeptical but seems vindicated by the shipboard sh- uh, ship test with a simulated danger and the Exocop apparently does not recognize. Data later repeats the trial run on his own until he discovers the Exocom knew the danger was not real. But before he can report, Picard and LaForge get trapped in yet another station accident. Recalling his own struggle for rights, Data locks out the transporter, refuses orders to use the Exocom as a slave to rescue them until Riker agrees to request their help. Three units agree and devise their own plan, but one must sacrifice itself in the successful rescue. All are saddened, but Data is satisfied that he has made his point. Whew. Thank you, Larry Nemechek. You're welcome.
1: we
2: overloading the field generators in the process.
9: Not if we distribute the overload evenly throughout the system.
2: Doctor, forgive me, but maybe we should concentrate on completing this phase of the project before we start talking about redesigning
9: it. <laughs>
1: What is Commander. going on with
0: Jordan here? He, look, he is amped up here. And I think it's a little <laughs> bit of his wedding jitters getting in. <laughs> That's what it is. To LaVar's performance. Look, I mean, I, he softens <laughs> later, but I was wondering. He softens a it... little bit later, but she is so, like, she takes his place. Yeah, she as, becomes crazy later. As hardened. But is, let me ask you this. Is
1: it, because it, two things came into my head. The first is, does he have a problem with women in some kind of, they're sort of his equal but then I also wondered: Is it yeah. not that does he
0: have a problem? Leah Brahms is his, his the love of his life. Well, you're
1: saying therefore that disproves it because he had a lot, big it. problem with her. He, he he had a
0: big problem with her at the beginning of the
1: episode. There was because a lot because she didn't
0: love him back. <laughs> well, that's not an appropriate
1: reason for her to have a problem. And then the other thing I was wondering is is because what's similar with both of them also is that they're both the hairstyles s- correct oh this, the hairstyles are also I wonder if they were trying to replace Leah Brahms with this lady right. uh, the other thing is that they're both as equal in engineering or you at least you know in, in the engineering you can't replace Leah you can't
0: replace Leah Brahms how would you do that you can't oh, I'm not Leah saying Brahms is unreplaceable okay all right. in the hearts that. of uh, Jordy um yeah. So I don't know if it was like, hey, no, these, these I, other humans
1: are touching my
0: my robot loves. No, like they're, they're it, it feel, honestly, it feels like messing she's, about. She's so behind the eight ball on this on this field, this thing she's trying to make. Yeah, just you know, everything is failing constantly. It's not performing the way it should, and she accidentally creates, she accidentally succeeds at something. It's oh, very strange. The- Here's a uh, a theory.
1: I just came up with a theory. This all led me to a theory. Uh,
0: here we go. Where
1: are all the bathrooms at? Who let an android have a cat? Is Data just pretending to be so dim? No one knows the answers. Least of all him It's sent. I think Jordy has an anxiety disorder. Explain. He acts like this whenever the chips are down, and yeah, he does the job. I mean, he's a he's a successful uh, you know uh, a pro in his brain, but uh, he gets super amped up and is shouty. If we, if we think about that that Sherlock Holmes episode when he thinks that Jade is doing it wrong, he's out of control.
0: I think he's got a lot of anxiety issues. He's got anxiety. I don't understand how that... I don't understand how his behavior here... He's... Because they're under pressure. What is he anxious about? He's under no pressure. Well, this is why I'm saying it's
1: a disorder. Because he's taking on the... the, the, the sort of the, the timelines and the deadlines internally. He's internalizing all of the pressure that's around him. And he's freaking out. I'm saying yeah. it is Maybe that irrational. Is, that is
0: why he was so mean to Scotty. <laughs> it's another example, yeah.
1: I
9: know you're here to evaluate this project.
0: Starfleet is... Oh, wait, hang on. I forgot to close out your theory. <laughs> oh, no, that's not it. Eh, there's a closing thing. That, believe me, everyone who has heard it.
2: <laughs> Considering using a particle fountain on Karima 3. They want to know how feasible it is.
9: And will your opinion be the deciding factor?
2: No, not really. I'll make my report to Captain Picard, he'll make the official recommendation to of Starfleet. I'm a cog in the
0: wheel, lady. Well, what's your feeling so far? <laughs> well, it seems to me. Uh. I'm oh, trying to go full screen, it won't let me. Very strange. To
2: me, the question we need to be asking is Is this technology more efficient than conventional mining techniques?
9: Commander, I know we've had problems here. Seems like nothing's gone right. It's taking a lot longer than I thought to get the particle stream to full strength. But I know it can work. This is the direction that mining is going to take in the future, and it should be implemented on Karima 3.
2: I know this can be potentially very exciting.
9: All right. I want to show you something I've been working on, something that might help us complete this project more quickly. I've used these on a limited basis, but I...
0: Um, and then immediately her thing starts failing.
1: (laughs) So this lady, uh, did have a claim to fame
0: for me. Oh my God. I can't believe it. It's really jingle crazy today. Secundas, claim to fame.
1: (laughs) Uh, You're going to be amused by it. Big. Um, you know, she's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, interestingly, she was in the, um, the Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, which I guess was a, a <laughs> spin-off. And uh and she was also in a show called Riker, ironically, in eighty one. That was uh about a detective that was uh, Is that uh Frank Riker. Frank Riker's a cop who gets a job done, but unfortunately caused a lot of damage to do it. Um it's so cliche. know <laughs> <laughs> But the thing that I know her from is the amazing Spider-Man TV series from 78, (laughs) where she played Julie Masters, his buddy.
0: Wow. That is a Secunda claim to fame. There you go. Something that no one else would know her from. Andy Secunda's claim to fame.
1: It's something big.
0: Uh, also, it says here in Nemec's book, uh, having never gained approval to keep Jordy's beard permanently after his brief poker scene in *The Outcast*, LeVar Burton confronted the producers with a request they couldn't turn down. He wanted it for his wedding. There you go. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Lost I know. knowledge. I don't know how I knew that and then didn't know that. Uh, I've I've had a lot of lapses in. in I I, I saw a couple of
1: movies recently that I was like only like three quarters of the way through I was like oh no I have definitely seen this movie (laughs) (laughs) and I completely forgot it it's really
2: we have a malfunction in one of the power grids we're losing particle stream confinement do you require assistance stand by I'm sorry, Doctor. I think we're going to have to shut it down.
9: It took four months to get the particle flux up to this level. If we shut it down, it'll take another four months just to get it back.
2: Look, we've got less than five minutes before we lose containment. When that happens, the particle stream is going to flood this entire station. We're going to have to shut it down then anyway.
9: Then we'll just have to fix the power grid. Yeah, but how do
2: we do that? The defective grid is 200 meters down Conduit A2. We have to disassemble four bulkheads just to get to it. Well, here's the perfect... Boy,
0: op- did he study the shit out of the schematics of the station as he was on his way. He really did. 200 meters through through bulkheads. I mean, this guy loves machines. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll see here, like, okay, so the exocomps do it. They fix it. And Jordy's like, wait a you second, know, I have no clue. I'm not
2: exactly sure.
0: This machine might be pretty smart, but nowhere near as smart as you, Data. And then watch Jordy get really jealous here of, 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 Uh, of the new relationship Data is forming. Yeah.
8: Welcome to the Enterprise, Doctor. I'm Lieutenant Commander Data.
9: Mr. Data, I was hoping I'd have a chance to meet you. I've done extensive studies of your positronic network.
8: And I have studied your design for the particle fountain. I find the concept to be highly innovative. Thank you. I am curious how you were able to repair the power grid so quickly.
9: This should make it clear, Commander.
0: Why don't we set it up in engineering? (laughs) Is it, it they true? Frame Wa- him <laughs> Wait, but in watch this. Him? Watch this move.
9: That your computational speed is limited only by the physical separation of your positronic links?
8: Actually, that is no longer the case. I have recently converted my interlink sequencer to asynchronous operation, which removed the performance constraint.
0: Dr.
9: This way, please. I, I see, but <laughs> how did you resolve the signal Shutting fragmentation? Shut it down,
0: and then he lets them walk past the him. The sequencer is now. Vital. And then he gets real sad. Directional. It compensates for the asynchronous
8: <laughs> modes so arising from the
0: field. Yes, that's
9: fascinating. Does the sequencer require any buffering system to eliminate? It be,
1: be hilarious if he threw the exocomp down on the floor in disgust. Uh, I
0: wish he just started petting it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you still love me, don't you, exocomp?
0: Uh all right, so the exocomps. We find out they're 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 problem solvers. A mode stabilizer.
9: Okay. Let me input the problem into the exocomp. A fluctuating antimatter flow converter. Now, let's see what happens.
0: It's an ice cream cone. Mode stabilizer.
3: Very nice.
0: How does that look like an ice cream cone to you? No, I was just saying, what if it created an ice cream Oh, cake? I see. I really <laughs> thought you were like... And I'm like, what is, what is Andy <laughs> seeing that I'm not seeing? It wasn't a clear joke. <laughs> so,
8: you have incorporated a micro-replication system into the device in order to fashion
9: tools. It's more than that. I designed the exocomps to be problem solvers. Whenever they perform a task they've never done before, the micro-replicator creates new circuit pathways within the unit's memory.
8: So in a sense they are learning
9: exactly the more situations they encounter the more circuit pathways they build they become better tools as they work
2: it's very impressive technology that's for sure once it's out of the experimental stage there'll be plenty of applications
9: commander i'm hoping the experimental stage is over when are we supposed to brief captain picard on the status of the particle fountain
0: 60 i mean i think dr farallon's problem here is that she is trying too many things at once
1: Uh uh-huh she's multitasking
0: she really should have just focused on these exocomps because that seems like a great invention yeah but then she's dealing with this particle fountain and she forgets about the exocomps it's true and the particle fountain is a piece of shit (laughs) but the exocomps are dope
1: You know, it's like Twitter was originally meant to be something else, and then they changed it into Twitter. You know, it's, uh, you kind of gotta follow where the heat is.
9: I'd like you to postpone that report another 48 hours.
5: The Enterprise is scheduled to leave the Tyrant system tomorrow. If I'm to change that plan, I'll need a very good reason.
9: I realize that, sir. If you're going to make a recommendation to Starfleet about using the particle fountain on Karima, it seems only fair that you should see it operating at full strength. Agreed. I think I can complete can I the project. I
0: have these R2-D2 things. And the
9: efficiency of the particle stream.
0: That's what they're described by as the writers. R2-D2-like R2 things. You think so? <laughs> no, I know that, because it's in Larry Nemechek's book. Oh, there you
9: go. If I use Exocomps, the new devices I've constructed.
0: I understand one of these devices successfully Would you like an repaired an t-shirt? a shirt power grid. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Follow my <laughs> Exocomps on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Don't forget to check out my Exocomps TikTok feed.
9: I've been testing them. Follow. I,
0: Give into to the Kickstarter if you want to see them finished.
9: Basis, but I think they're ready to be used on a larger scale.
0: I just need 50,000 bars force. of gold pretzel latin. Well, I guess the only risk is in falling even further behind.
9: I'm willing to take that risk.
8: Mr. Data. Exocomps are highly sophisticated devices, sir. If they perform up to expectation, their potential to advance this project is considerable. I'm inclined to agree. I don't think that forty-eight
5: hours is too much time to risk, particularly when the gains are so substantial. You so may
0: proceed, Doctor Eddie Murphy, Thank Nick you, Nolte.
9: If possible, I'd like Commander Data to work
1: with me.
0: Cut to Geordie being like, "Oh man!" You know, it's crazy is Thank they you, don't Doc. cut to
1: Geordie after all that stuff in the previous I scene. I really now. wanted to see his reaction. Opportunity. Um. Uh, <laughs> hilarious to see Geordie shuffling out and kicking the floor.
0: <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, maybe because it's a mining facility, but they're in orbit. There's no reason for there to be rocks down this tube, but that's what when it, when it explodes. All it does is shoot out rocks. Sure. There's a
9: malfunction in the control processor. Let me see if I can override it. Doctor? I'm alright. The control pad just overloaded. What's the matter with this thing?
1: I mean, isn't it suggesting that the, the conduit is built into no, the rock it's face?
0: just because it's not. It's in orbit. Okay. So it's not built into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's your oh, classic Star Trek thing of every time there's an explosion, rocks come out. Yeah. Uh,
1: Tony, why are you throwing rocks out? We said uh, it doesn't that make guy, any sense. That
0: guy, by the way, I think this guy might have been out of the Exocomps long before data. The that guy just, like, risks his life and saves the exocom. Just runs after it. True. Watch this Hot shot. Hot steam right. coming the control out. Pad just overloaded. Then, then this guy, who probably he has had lose. many conversations with the exocom and could have saved Data a lot of time. I got to save the exocom. It really is true. Good for that guy. Two full shots of that.
1: That guy may be the MVC.
2: Is there any indication of secondary power surges?
1: No. <laughs> that to me seemed like What's a non-data response. It was in the script. I checked.
0: What for him to just say no?
1: Just sort of looks at it and goes, "No." It seemed like you know he would say like there are no anomalies left in the screen. They'd increase but, the
0: magnification it? of section
8: gamma four.
1: I'm afraid there are not.
8: Interesting. The number of new circuit pathways has increased by six hundred and thirty-two percent. Oh no. What is it?
9: Sometimes an exocom starts forming large numbers of new pathways, totally at random. Eventually it reaches a point where it shuts down.
1: We start just to like write love one. letters to each other. Doctor, it's really annoying. New
0: pathways today. I've I've invented printers before, and then they just start printing currency and then I have to destroy them. <laughs> well, it's not they doing start, what I wanted it to.
1: <laughs> they start sending out invitations to parties they're having. <laughs> Ugh, anyway.
8: appear to be interfering with the original circuitry.
1: Once the
9: exocomp is this badly corrupted, it's useless. You have to erase the unit and start all over again. And there's no time for that now.
2: That leaves you with only two. It's going to slow you down.
9: Yes, Commander. You have the right to point out that you told me. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I was only. <laughs> happy
1: that is that. pretty crazy because he hasn't acted like a dick since the first scene. Yeah. But, uh, to shift to pick up the slack. Yeah, maybe they both have anxiety disorders. I'm sorry. Maybe they are perfect for each other. I
9: guess I'm touchy these days.
1: So okay. yeah. they, they both pressure? love Data. Got a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> that is true. Well. These people want to get into a three-way. That's Thanks, what I'm man. getting. Data. <laughs> also, she kind of sounds like she's throwing shade at Data there. Feel Data. sorry
8: for her. This project has had nothing but problems. Why did that plasma conduit explode? Apparently, there was a micro fracture in the conduit wall.
1: The vault look, at look at
0: this. Look at Frank's mm. getting all sweepy. A lot Traking of handheld in this right. episode, too. To yeah.
1: I think that was a steady Jordy, cam shot?
0: No. Are you implying the exocom? Some that was a dolly.
1: Of, self-preservation? <laughs> of course not.
0: Lieutenant Pearson to Commander LaForge. Sir, could you join us in the systems monitor room? On
1: my way. this is Commander Pearson.
0: We're having a surprise party for uh, (laughs) you. Oh, shit. (laughs) Pearson? (laughs) Huh. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to figure out where data... Okay, so someone starts to think that this thing is... Uh, a
9: the Exocomp activated a self-repair program at 1,340 hours.
8: Why would the Exocomp burn out its own interface circuitry and repair it two hours later?
9: Unknown.
1: Uh, one, th- one thing that's an interesting, maybe this is what you're going to get to, that's an interesting thing to infer about the Exocomps is that it was acting at a self-preservation by saying, by, by, removing the thing that would make it follow the, the, uh, the people's commands. Mm-hmm. But then it was it repaired it like it's like alright well I still do work here. I mean I don't want to be a big, total dick about this.
0: Oh I think so too. Honestly yeah. I think it's like well I've uh, solved the, that, that I'm out of danger now. Uh, I guess I can go back to making tools. Thank you Commander. Right. I'm grateful. Getting back
1: on the team.
2: You know I really want you to know that I do admire the work that you've done. And I'm seeing that the
1: exocomps are
9: You were right. I'm trying to move too fast. I guess I lack that conservative streak most scientists have.
1: I like boring people like
9: you. They're on the edge, (laughs) taking chances.
2: You know, I'll bet you were the kind of little girl who was always climbing one branch higher than the other
0: kids. I was born fully grown. Anything That's how my race works. I bet
9: you never fell. (laughs) Oh, no, I fell all the time. That's why
1: I'm in such a rush. We only live five years. (laughs) I just never let it stop me
2: well if it comes down to sheer determination I know you'll get this particle fountain built
9: you're right about that commander I've spent the last six years of my life on this project
0: it's and the I first thought I years. have
9: when I wake up and the last before I go to bed
0: you're in love with it Whatever it is. literally in love <laughs> with the technology. particle <laughs> yeah
1: I'll do they have a lot in common Doctor, off topic what do you, you think of my beard
0: <laughs> uh, I've gotta keep it, I think, unless the producers don't want me to. What's a producer? I gotta go. Master
5: the batlet's sword. He must learn to strike and avoid in the same motion.
7: I almost got in under your guard, Wharf. Almost. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Next lesson. Okay.
1: I love the whole thing. Oh, that she's she's Are she you doesn't injured? care that she got wounded. My that she's studying botlet with Thanks. uh with Wharf, I love that subplot, and I love that she almost got him. You, you said
0: Batleth like it's a robot. You said Botleth. Uh, <laughs> <how> <laughs> you, got does, ro- uh, you got robots on the brain.
1: You mean, you mean I pronounce r-
0: robot like Botleth? No. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. <laughs> Batleth? Is that what There
8: you go. What is the definition of life? <laughs>
0: Get out of
7: that's here. <laughs> a big question. Why do you ask?
0: I'm it's really weird that they gave her this like this like white belt sash. I guess is oh, that, yeah. to, is that to, I think that's honestly just to give her something to play with in the next a scene. That
8: will allow me to She's test wearing,
0: it, like offices. a tie? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the in this scientific
7: scene. definition might be that life is what enables plants and animals to consume food, derive energy from it grow adapt themselves to their surroundings and reproduce
8: and you suggest that anything that exhibits these characteristics is considered alive
7: in general yes
8: what about fire fire yes it consumes fuel to produce energy it grows here she goes it creates offspring by your definition is it alive
7: fire is a chemical reaction you could use the same argument for growing crystals but obviously we don't consider them alive
8: and what about me I do not grow I do not reproduce Yet I am considered to be alive uh, You
0: can grow a beard That's true And you made a daughter but you are you
8: <laughs> I wonder if that is so
7: Data If I may ask Have a seat
1: this is, I thought it was What
7: exactly
1: It's totally irrelevant But I uh, I was like I'm certain that was added In the moment By the director Not realizing it was uh, It was Frank's the have a seat because it's so improvy and it wasn't in the script he was just like hey, get over here it's better it if, it's a place if it was not in the seat. script not in the script I like that's part it. yeah it's totally makes it s- the reason I, I stuck out to him is because it was so naturalistic in a way that that TNG usually isn't
0: yes and it's very I like I like casual crusher
1: yeah uh, I think that's what's good about her in the whole episode yeah Can and also
0: Gates Gates McFadden nails it And Gates McFadden cannot sit normally. She always must have a knee near her face. Are you getting it?
8: I'm curious as to what transpired between the moment when I was nothing more than an assemblage of parts in Dr. Sung's laboratory and the next moment when I became alive. What is it that endowed me with life?
7: I remember Wesley asking me a similar question when he was little, and I tried desperately to give him an answer. But everything I said sounded inadequate. Then I realized that scientists and philosophers have been grappling with that question for centuries without coming to any conclusion.
0: Are you saying the question cannot be answered?
7: No. I think I'm saying...
0: In the script, stop- does, she, does she show him to her office? Good question. Let me look. Because this would be terrible if it was all in sickbay just by itself. For sure, it's so long, also when she kind
1: of motions to the other room, that seems like that's off script that's too. what I'm asking yeah
0: because that's her showing him to the office
1: It's kind of under your guard. let's see I'd like to ask you that's after that uh, what's your definition of lay yep nope it that, that was all on the fly. Beverly and gives him a look so that's, that's a m- tall order that's a big question data so why are you asking
0: All in sickbay then. Well, that's just, that's just, you know, that's a happy directing accident right there. not an accident. That's a choice. That's a happy accident.
9: <laughs> Captain, I object to being called here. I'm wasting time that could be better spent elsewhere.
5: Doctor, I appreciate your time constraints, but recognizing new life, whatever its form, is the principal mission of this vessel.
1: I am busy Please. torturing those robots.
5: Now, Mister Data, will you tell us what makes you think that the exocomps
8: are alive? What so when the exocom left the access tunnel prior to the explosion, it may have been attempting to save itself from destruction.
0: Do you have any basis for that conclusion?
8: Yes. Jeez. When you attempted to override the exocom,
0: it's unclear it as to tunnel. like why. I guess my my the only the problem my problem here with uh, Doctor uh, Farallon, God, far, Farallon yeah. is that there. I don't understand why the doctor is so upset by this prospect. Someone who's so fascinated by data's positronic net. Oh, that's just a good point. So upset by the fact that these things might be intelligent.
1: It's a good point. She's not really seeing the forest for the trees in that way as a scientist. You're totally right. I think in the moment it's exactly going back to the prior thing you said, which is she's overloaded herself. She's taken on too many projects yes. and she's like And if now I they're don't both have, in danger. Yes.
0: If I don't have these exocops, I can't finish my particle accelerator or whatever the hell it is. Did you say ExoCops? <laughs>
1: Maybe Cause I did. Because I'll, I'll buy that series right now. All right. <laughs> See these these robots going around town. Basically, just same plot as Riker with ExoCops. N210. <laughs> Whoa,
0: I gotta go. I'm gonna write my screenplay.
8: It responded by deliberately burning out its control interface. Deliberately? The computer diagnostic showed that the exocomp disabled its own interface.
9: That could have been nothing more than a malfunction.
8: However, two hours later, when it was back aboard the Enterprise and no longer in danger, it repaired itself.
0: Look, I think the directing here is good, but I think the scene was missing some very key subtleties. Like what? I believe the exocomp was protecting
8: itself. And if that is true, it has demonstrated an awareness of its environment. And an ability
0: to adapt Just to that environment. Wait for when they both. You're
9: anthropomorphizing these units.
0: They both get. They're both going to come out swinging here, okay? And I think this scene needed one thing only.
9: Like any mechanical devices, they occasionally malfunction. One time, I saw an exocomp enter a reaction chamber for no apparent reason and vaporize itself. Is that supposed to make me think it was depressed and suicidal? <laughs> the could be
1: alive. You're right. After all, that. you're
9: talking to a living machine right now. And I have nothing but the utmost respect and admiration for Dr. Sung's accomplishment.
1: But his intention was up, to create but an artificial That's how she refers lifeform. to data. I
9: created the exocomps to be tools. And there is a big difference between data and a tool. Even though he's acting
1: a
0: virus. <laughs> but both are alive. Oh, hang on. I gotta get data. Data's gotta get his zing if in there. If the possibility exists.
9: Between data and a tool.
0: Doctor,
8: there is a big difference between you and a virus, but both are alive. If the possibility exists, no matter how slight, that
0: these exocoms right. are life. If that lifeful. was in the episode, it'd be a ten out of ten.
1: Uh, let me <laughs> let me ask you this: uh, just because they bring up viruses, and I feel like we've s- have we seen another episode where they address the issue of a virus as a sentient being or as some kind of life that they were protecting i know that there were
0: those those little I electrical can't remember. impulses me to remember i have no idea but
1: i guess my my point is that's a good plot that's a good issue like what about viruses viruses are a danger to us but aren't they a?
0: yeah but there's a difference between something being alive and something being sentient uh-huh like plants are alive they're not sentient uh-huh dude it's like does a virus know what it is <laughs>
1: Uh uh-huh no it has a survival instinct and it reproduces
0: uh a virus reproduces yes yeah
1: and they're very successful right now i don't know if you're aware of that matt but uh... i mean
0: look i've defeated it thanks to (laughs) did
1: you did you get a
0: cure for covid matt Eh, just social distancing and a kn95 mask (laughs) 10 seconds
2: Five, four, three, two, one. That's it. If this had been for real, that conduit would have exploded with the exocomp inside.
1: This one. Go ahead, doctor. Bring it back in. This seemed like uh, I, I was ahead of the plot here. This seemed, this seemed like a uh, like obviously it's going to know that it's fake.
0: I mean, well, they same pretty I smart. Well, I think we've spent more than look at this I mean she just cannot wait to get out of there
9: enough time answering this question I hope the outcome wasn't too much of a disappointment for you Mr. Data it certainly came as no surprise to me
8: thank you for your help doctor you're welcome well I consider this time (laughs) well spent as do I sir thank you
1: would have been funny as if they uh... (laughs) our
0: our, our ship's mission is not to seek out new mining (laughs) techniques it's to seek out new life (laughs) Why are you being so mean to us? <laughs>
1: Funny is if when they uh, when they were sending the exocomp in there to to fool it better, if they uh, put on more more of a show of like, all right, he only get, that thing's only got thirty seconds. or it definitely is gonna die, huh, Jordy? <laughs> oh
0: yeah, O'Brien's that down there, sir. This explode. thing looks like it's gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Barkley creates a holodeck version of an explosion. I was the wrong. Is
1: another exocomp to make out lot. with.
7: This was really important to you, wasn't
8: it? You said earlier that I am unique. If so, then I am alone in the universe. When I began investigating the exocomps, I realized I might might be encountering a progenitor of myself. Suddenly the possibility exists that I am... Something
0: that came before me. For that reason, I...
8: (laughs) the exocomp is returned
0: it has a note
7: wasn't it supposed to do that
0: don't kill me this is not the ice cream cone I sent it in with
1: (laughs) (laughs) this one has (laughs) sprinkles did the repairs
7: and replicated the correct tool to eliminate the false overload signal
8: I see no other possible explanation.
7: The exocomp didn't fail the test. It saw right through it.
0: Just like Andy Secundo. That's <laughs> like me. Oh, yeah, I saw you saw it through, through it. the plot. Yeah. It's true. Yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm an exocop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an exocop. If they sent me down the conduit, I wouldn't have been fooled either.
0: Guys, this seems like nothing's going <laughs> to happen. Wait on there. Are you guys just joshing me? Why would you be standing at the end of this explosion tube? <laughs> he seems like you're waiting for me to
1: come out immediately. Understood, Doctor. The station must be evacuated,
9: Captain. I might stand in
5: Doctor. Now assemble all your personnel on the transporter pad. Now. Is it explain why Picard Enterprise. goes
0: down? Oh, he's got to make his report. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I do like seeing Picard in action. Always, whenever sure, it happens. Sure.
9: Where's Takenta? He was over there near the impeller control. I'll get him. Kenta,
5: Mister Forge, stand by to transport.
9: Captain, you'll be trapped
5: here. Mister Forge.
2: Mister Forge, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, Captain. I only cut the edge of it. He's dead.
8: Chief, do you have them? They're here, sir. Is everyone all right?
9: We're fine, sir. But Captain Picard, Commander LaForge, and one of my men are still on the station.
0: Ooh, one of your men's dead. Uh. <laughs> Kelso, can you get them off? <laughs> I'm
8: trying, sir. I can't establish a pattern lock.
0: Commander. Chief Rebellion O'Brien, be- lock me out. <laughs> Fatal levels in twenty three minutes. I mean this gets bananas. Like How so. Oh, just the 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 data locking out the transporter situation. <laughs> no, sir. Oh oh yes. My readings yes. indicate that it will fail in
8: approximately twenty two minutes. Okay. We've got twenty two minutes. I want some options. Can we send a shuttle craft to evacuate them?
9: We'd never get there That's
0: in time.
5: That's weird, Worf. Why wouldn't you say? <laughs> What if we detonate a low-yield <laughs> photon torpedo within the particle? That's an excellent oh, yes, idea, good, sir. <laughs> sir. That's a good idea. Let's do that.
0: Let's do that. We'd
9: have to configure the torpedo very carefully. The I do that. shape the shockwave I can not
1: Believe this is the one time I didn't say <laughs> photon <laughs> torpedo, so. and that's the answer. <laughs> Uh, by the way, there was this one thing in the previous scene. We don't need to go back for it. but It was just a visual. Visual when they say, when they say, "Let's send the exocomp down there." There's a shot of Picard where he's kind of like, "Yeah, let's send the Picard. that's going to be great. Let's see what happens to it."
8: I estimate that it would take a minimum of sixty-five minutes to properly configure the torpedo. We don't have that kind of time. I can do it in
0: fifty. Commander, but maybe they still the be exocomps dead.
9: can help us. <laughs> I can program the beridium power cells to explode on command they can be configured just like a photon torpedo but it would only take a couple of minutes
8: commander I must object to that plan data we've been through this we tested the exocomp and it failed dr. crusher and I discovered that the exocomp did not fail the test
0: let me tell you right now everyone on the enterprise would have covid they are so close to each other it's ridiculous (laughs) it's still my belief
8: we are dealing with a new life form mr. data you know how much I respect your judgment but I can't risk the captain and Geordie on the basis of your belief. Prepare the Exocomp, Doctor. Commander, Robot if I am correct, belief. the Exocomps will not allow themselves to be destroyed. They have a sense of survival, and they will shut down before they will comply with the order.
0: Well then if you're correct, then let's do it. <laughs> and see what
1: happens. Yeah.
0: And the like, I just don't understand. Well, that's like, what. And the problem—the problem—is problem solved here. This is where the, the problem is truly solved. And data totally. doesn't have to risk court martial if any of these people could see the forest of the
1: trees. Yeah, and they—and they later basically go through the same territory where it's like, well, explain it to them. But you haven't had to explain anything else to them. They kind of yeah. know what's up. I could up
9: their command pathways before I program them.
1: That's
0: mean. Do it. I just don't understand, because, like, you know, Data, uh, I guess it's for dramatic purposes that he locks up. The, but it is a crazy move to lock out the transporter. It really is. When the Captain and Jordy are stuck there, right? So locking out the transporter, you're not just preventing the uh, exocons from being beamed down. You're preventing, what if a window opens in the signal and they can get a lock on Jordy and Picard? You've shut down the transporter
1: a really good point so
0: you're not only putting the exocomps you know you're not even, you're just you're just putting them at risk for multiple reasons data and really also
1: is to your point of like as <laughs> as soon as data does stuff like this or like the previous one when he hijacked y- yeah, the enterprise you gotta get like, the ship. Eh, game's you. over at that
0: point sorry bud <laughs> I think you're really good, you're really cool, you have a nice moral center, but <laughs> you're a security risk.
8: <laughs> Order, Mr. Data, you release that transporter lockout now. I cannot do that, sir. If you don't do it, I will relieve you of duty.
1: If you try to that relieve you your duty, I will sword. crush your skull in my hand. Under
8: regulations,
5: <laughs> no, direct
8: <Data>. <laughs> is a court-martial offense, but I will not release the transporter. Data, those are two of your friends out there. They have saved your life more times than I can remember. I can't believe you'd be willing to sacrifice them like this. Commander, please do not think this is an arbitrary decision. I have considered the ramifications of my actions carefully, and I do not believe it is justified to sacrifice one life form for another. You don't know that the exocomps are life forms. It is true, I am acting on my personal beliefs, but I do not see how I can do otherwise. You're risking a lot on the basis of a belief. I have observed that humans often base their judgments on what is referred to as instinct or intuition. Because I am a machine, I lack that particular ability. However, it may be possible that I have insight into other machines that humans lack. If there were a way to save the Captain and Geordie without destroying the Exocomps, I would jump on it. But we have run out of time, and this is the only solution I've got. Then let me offer an alternative. Transport me to the station. I will attempt a complete manual shutdown of the particle stream. The radiation levels are too high, even for you. Your positronic net would ionize in no time. I can't let you sacrifice yourself. Commander,
0: Mm, if I... You can. (laughs) give my life
8: for my fellow officers. That is my choice. The exocomps no longer have a choice.
1: This is a good command. Then what if we
8: reconnect their command pathways and...
1: What's that? This is good uh, captaining right here. Riker yeah this situation it is
0: also it's selfish because Riker's like wait a second if data goes down there he'll save the captain and then I won't become the captain (laughs) Hmm. and then if I risk data also that's definitely who I want to be my first officer Hmm, I can't do this we have to do something else and we give them a choice
8: you've assumed the the Comps would shut down before accepting this mission what if we ask them if they are willing to proceed that sounds reasonable sir if they choose to go i would be willing to release the transporter
0: lockout fair enough also we're gonna court-martial you i just i'm sorry but
8: (laughs) they seem to be reprogramming the commands i have entered reprogramming clearly they are unwilling to be transported into the stream for detonation although they may have an alternative solution
9: something we haven't considered but we're are you human suggesting they we're smarter
0: we made them <laughs> why would they not do that But
8: they look at these bumps very, on my experience. forehead you know how much, many, many brains their are in service it? the exocomps have interfaced with every I
0: was born this call, size
8: something none of us has done <laughs> including yourself they may have another way to control the particle surge those appear to be power taps sir new coordinates are being fed to the transporter by the exocomps
0: now how do the exocomps the in- tap into the transporter Exocomps have been fed commands by the uh, Enterprise computer already. They... Yeah, they've been fed commands, but how did they feed commands back? They are making new pathways constantly. <laughs> that's right, well, the that's... danger with super intelligent robots. For sure. Don't you understand? The Romulans hey, Matt, are right.
1: <laughs> hey, Matt, just theoretically, just really, realistically, how, what, what year do you think humans will become obsolete? to artificial intelligence or will we destroy ourselves?
0: artificial intelligence be uh, will we be obsolete to artificial intelligence I wasn't asking if I was asking when but well, if you don't you believe know, it'll happen then I, well it depends I honestly think it depends uh-huh. I think it depends on if they're entertained by us <laughs>
1: it's, I wasn't asking if they were going to keep us around it's but that's like, a good question too please
0: <laughs> do it again humans
1: you're gonna go watch the humans fuck around today? Yeah. <laughs> see them, see them try and figure Did stuff out. Did you see who they
0: elected this year? <laughs> <laughs> humans. <laughs> uh, I think we're about like uh, 43, forty-three years George. away. Forty-three years.
1: Forty-three. Wow. Four. Soon. Yeah. Oh, oh, very wow. soon,
0: probably sooner. I mean, Ooh. you just think about the exponential increases in uh, intelligence of computers. It's like uh, it's probably honestly within two decades.
1: Based on how I eat, I'll have been dead thirty-five years already.
0: so energized. Hi, sir. Oh, well, la dee da. Look who energized this time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are they up to?
5: hexacombs are siphoning power from the
1: core they're trying to destroy the particle not, stream battery's not that might
2: open up a window that the enterprise can use to beam us out. if they can modulate the radiation field it'll work but they'll have to get the subharmonic
0: frequencies to resonance
1: side note what do you think of my beard Captain Card
0: <laughs> I hadn't noticed particle stream free. I don't <laughs> look at you in the face <laughs> I only look at your comm badge and your rank occasionally advising
5: drop the force field
1: Kept the car Come in front matter, of the console he knows energized. his way around
8: can you lock onto the exocops
0: i'm trying sir guys i don't like to be watched when i'm beaming people there's like <laughs> five like of like you new, here <laughs>
1: your transporter chief weirds me out
8: i sorry, sir. I was only able to lock onto two of them. For some reason, I couldn't fix a signal on the
2: other one. One of them had to continue disrupting the particle stream. Absorbing that much power
0: could prevent a signal on If only they had was the only configured the a pattern enhancer. God, these stupid exocomps. What do you mean? So that they could just recreate it? No, just a pattern enhancer. You what know, those that things done? that you always see them setting up on spooky away missions <laughs> just these you know the pole things the pattern enhancers you stand in the middle and then you can lock on through um, an ion storm or something sure uh, yeah yeah I think I that's what they should have done they, they should have yeah, gone down sense. there made a yeah. couple pattern enhancers and then been like we didn't even think of that yeah <laughs>
1: It's Just, they're all really depressed at the end of the episode. They realize they've already become obsolete.
0: And then, like we, we—that's in ten four. They're all depressed. And then we pan up, and uh, one of the exocomps now has captain's pips <laughs> and is sitting in Picard's chair, just hovering on it. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Engage (laughs) I must admit You've given me a lot to think about, Commander David Let's
1: see what's out there I don't exactly know what the exocomps are
9: But you can be assured that until I do I won't be treating them as simple tools Thank you,
8: Doctor I wish your work on the particle fountain had been more successful Perhaps the exocomps will help you to reconstruct it
0: I hope they will
9: and I predict. It's
0: really up to them, though, now, isn't it? Stupid machines.
9: And in a year or two, you will be able to recommend the technology to Starfleet.
0: I look forward to it. I look I, forward to it. I, we have to go, though. We have other things to do, more important Doctor. missions. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye, mining you know, technology. You know
1: this was a dumb mining Something mission, more, Mr. Data.
0: Yes, sir.
8: I thought you might want to know why I was willing to risk your life for several small machines. I think I understand the predicament you were in. It could not have been an easy choice. No, sir, it was not. When my own status as a living being was in question, you fought to protect my rights. And for that I will always be grateful. The exocomps had no such advocate. If I had not acted on their behalf, they would have been destroyed. I could not allow that to happen, sir.
5: Of course you couldn't. It was the most human decision you've
0: ever made.
1: Enough, that's true.
0: What about the one where he uh, procreated without uh, thinking of the repercussions? Yeah, I'm gonna a make little... a baby. I think I want <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, that uh, does it for episode nine. Uh, let's hear who might be the MSC. Will it be
1: Johnny Rockwell?
0: is it the exo cubs? the mbc. <laughs> well, I think it's the exo after they take command uh-huh. from the humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah. it's hard to not give it to Beverly just because she's
1: so cool in this episode, but uh, does she affect his decision process? No.
0: Well, I mean she gives him the idea to blah blah blah. Like, I mean, but what's the what's the crux of the episode, right? What's the actual problem? What's the mission?
1: Well, she says to him, "The struggle to understand, like the what he's talking about about life, is what defines our place in the universe." Yes, I don't know if that influences his decision, but it informs it.
0: But look at the true danger, uh huh, which is the life of Picard and Geordi, right? And who saves Geordi and Picard's life? Probably Riker,
1: because he talks stupid data out of that. Whole I
0: thing. I agree. <laughs> Riker talks stupid data out of it. <laughs> so the answer to this question is not Wait, only...
1: They, if we're considering the exocomps alive, aren't the exocomps part of the
0: crew at that moment? I think the ex,
1: No, they're not part of the crew. I know that they're part of the mining colony, but they're acting as sort of, you know...
0: Uh, look, I don't know. Those, fe- those scientists are not in Federation scientist gear. so they're All not, right, all right. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I got to give it to the director of the episode, Jonathan Fraggs. Okay, I, I concur. Way to go, Frexy. Uh
3: How many you does this episode get?
1: I kind of liked it. I thought I like it was it. interesting. I watch it a lot. Um, there are definitely some weird left turns like Jordy's behavior and then her behavior. I was afraid at the beginning of the episode that it was going to be that she was a megalomaniac. And, and you know, it was <laughs> Hel- one of those. Hell
0: bent on what? <laughs> Uh, of,
1: of whatever her scientific plans are one of those sure. crazy science, science yeah. scientist plant things I mean
0: in a way she kind of is cuz she ignores she... the the exocomps in favor of her true scientific vision which is <laughs> the fucking the mine yeah uh yeah but she
1: she kind of comes around and sees reason so but uh whatever the case um uh there's some weird aspects but i really like the themes and the discussions with the uh, and data about life and what is life and uh, i also thought it was kind of a cool decision to make it that it's not it's not even you know like in, in tos they would have had it you know like remember there was a the computer gone wrong and it has the computer voice they don't even give it voices they don't give they don't give the Exocomps faces oh my they're God. just machines. Did you imagine if they were
0: talking the whole time yeah Do you think we are alive, Data?
1: Data, I I am
0: lonely. I don't know why they sound like Daleks.
1: Um, (laughs) Exterminate!
0: Exterminate!
1: Sound like Scotty's interpretation of Data. Um, That's exactly right. uh, I give it a seven and a half.
0: What? That's unbelievably close to my own personal score of an eight. There you go. Uh, All right, we are going to take a look at the episode uh, ten, Chain of Command, Part One, the trailer for the episode that gave us all the thing we didn't know we needed in Star Trek. Ronnie Cox. We know when you're ready for that, and Dave. Oops. (sighs)
1: Um, Are we doing presidents this week? president circle uh
0: no we should though oh my god i wasn't ready to do that at all
1: all right well we'll deal with that in a second let's do the trailer
6: top secret orders force the car to relinquish command i want this ship ready for action duty sends him to stop production of the most feared weapon in the galaxy destroy it
5: at any cost
6: Get out of there! But has Starfleet sent him on a suicide mission? It's a trap. Come on! You are preparing for war. Captain! We are preparing to defend ourselves
0: on Star Trek The Next Generation. Very exciting.
1: Yeah, is that. Yeah. Was that uh, Optimus Prime doing that voiceover?
0: Yeah, he does that. We talked about it. I don't think he did last week's. Yeah, it's like two people like that switch off. Right season to season yeah or what happened?
1: um do you want to play that thing the new the new jingle about whether i'm gonna enjoy it next week or not
0: oh well i mean i played at the beginning and i answered all the questions but here it is in its uh, proper place can... everyone
6: I'm... hey matt will andy enjoy this episode
0: oh yeah, yeah he'll like it a lot he likes dark shit <laughs> and
6: now guess andy's ranking
0: It's uh, it's great, I give it a nine I'm Andy (laughs)
1: I'm going to give give you a recording of me doing my rating So you can practice it
0: (laughs) You're way off (laughs) I give it a nine, I'm Andy (laughs) That's a little closer (laughs) Is that better? Uh, Okie dokie everybody It's time to take a walk On the wild side. And by a walk on the wild side, I mean go thank some of our patrons uh, by visiting the President's Circle one more time. And saying thank you to those who have chosen to listen to four extra episodes of us every month. Let's head in. Andy, I'm gonna get you this list in uh, just a second here, and uh, probably have to edit this part out. All right. While I do this, let me just pull this.
1: Should I stop tape?
0: No, keep it going. Hey, here we are in the President's Circle. Oh, just listen to the Star Trek Mega Suite playing in the background. So much good Trek music. It's the Inner Light. Oh, we love this one. Everyone, grab a flute. As we say thank you to our patrons. And a big old thank you to the following folks. Anthony Deacon, Amber Schmidt, Chris Dyble, Andrew, Christopher Finagy, Adrian Bing Clark, Sir Reginald Pennybottom, Duncan Delp, Jet Juergens, Derek Atkinson, Macon Clark, Tucker Powers, Alex Kubrick, Laura Munoz. I believe that's how I'll say that. Uh, Jeff McGregor, Mike Boo Knackley, Matt Evans, Sterling Moffat, Movie Time, Uh, Matthew Cock, uh, Zach Wilson, Jenkman91, Nate Richmond, Carrie Hunter, Jason Leach, Ari the Great, Rambush, Jamie McCoy, Brett Schultz, Sean, Jeff Raimondo, Kyle Stanley, Adam Ringold, Kevin S. Brooks, Adam R. Murray, Chris Wilder, Kat, Jeff Weiner, Michelle Vasige, Jack Turick, Daniel McGowan, Jeffrey Maddox, Hayden Battle, Sunshine 51, George Porter, John Carr, Michael. I'm gonna go with Chukalich or Kukalich. Michael, correct me if I'm wrong. Parenthetically right. The phonetic way to spell it. Katie Brozek, Alex Cooper, Melody, the one in Australia. Nice. Sean Russell, Michael melody. Parsons. Chess, <laughs> who is attracted to Andy? Grace Ellen Mixner, Baron Von Pooh, Charlie, and Matthew Tome. And also, thank you to Daniel Harris, Lieutenant
1: Thomas McGowan, Lieutenant. Jack Diamond. <laughs> Lieutenant Jim Commander Junior Grade. You're, John adding, you're adding ranks Wage. to
0: everyone. They know they're lieutenants.
1: He's, yeah, but he's called himself a commander, so, you know, junior grade. And, you know, you can't uh, you can't give yourself I guess Commander Junior Grade just heard down. Well, I don't think Commander weird. Junior Grade is a rank that exists, John. <laughs> Alright, there you go. Uh, Todd Harmon. Garrett Aveller. Avellar. Avellar? Uh, Lieutenant Sean. Tim Essendahl, Jacob Paul, Mark C., Transport Chief of Rupert Crandall's Inside Straight, Section <laughs> 31, like. ComBadge Designer, and Bruce Maddox, Homicide Detective. It's getting longer <laughs> and longer. You're to start switching them out, otherwise I don't think it's going to fit in the parentheses, I love it. Mark. Uh, Lieutenant Josh Moore, Benjamin Garcia, uh, Jesse Elliott, Steve Buchan, Heather Knight, Jason Burtis, thank you to
0: Jerroen Severin I would say that's uh, probably honestly that's probably a uh a, a Hurin Hurin Oh Huren. Huren? Do you, any idea on the on the on the last, Severin on the I would say that that is uh probably is that like Dutch Finnish. or
1: Norwegian Finnish interesting um, Peter Goodwin Nick Gonzalez Lieutenant Matt Snyder Thank you to Jordan Kilby Tony Lambaste Scott Farley Uh, Thank you to our good friend Ian Buckley, C.R. Lieutenant Jeremy Matt and Andy's best friend Ben Waddell Andre, sorry Andre Bayou The Romanian Trekkie (laughs) Heath Korshkin Heath Korshkin I (laughs) I even screwed up Heath Sorry Uh, Lieutenant Nick Capatillo Emily Snecker Lieutenant Gregory Darien I'm really off my game I'm, I'm on par with my game Finn <laughs> when, Umpen, when, when were you Daniel on it? Heron. What's that? <laughs> when were you on your game? <laughs> yeah, I was never really on my game Lieutenant Adam Ware Thank you to Kevin Johnstone, Roberta Cat, Skyler Jungit. These names are awesome Lieutenant Sean Moore He added a lieutenant for there me Unless go. he's an actual lieutenant And the Cham, Chamberlain Kevin Cortecas. Sean Daly, Lawrence Lieutenant M.W., Andy Benton, Heather Jake Clark, J.C. Shaggy um, Seamus O'Toole, uh, Darmic on the Ocean, um, Paul Neal, Trev Eliason, uh, another great name, Patrick Reese, Laura Furson the Red Shirt that dies in the cold open, um, <laughs> Jonah Brulette, David Kay,
0: Jonathan Feller, and Peter Ballard. Oh my, you guys, I'm so overwhelmed by the support as it continues. A thank you to Nick Lenschner, Philip Co- uh Cultus, Frank the Cat, Christopher Friend, David veenstra Scott Goki, Brian Pierce, John King, Wabash Kozak, Tom Bondurant. He writes in quite a bit. Kelly Sweeney, Eric Rumfeld, Joey Gee, Michael Rossi, David Pinson, Stephanie Dyerson, Derek Knighton, Jonathan Bruno, Carrick Jones, Jr. Johnson. Luke Morgan Rowe, Parker Davidson, Zach McCullough, Tanner Wilson, Noah Soudrette, Brandon Cadinelli, John Zaitz, Brett LeBlond, Sean Lyons, Andrew Woomer, Carolyn McNamara, James McLaughlin, Christopher, the Imperfect Mate, Bateman, Doug Anderson, <laughs> Hayden, Edward O'Hare, Nate Hudson, Sandal Tremel, Jillian... Little or Gillian. We have not come to a uh, consensus on this. Philly G. Rose Harless. Nick mm, Angelo. great name. Adam and JP. Brendan Teske. Veronica Wisely. Kevin Polly, Stephanie Simmons. Adrian Kopp. Uh, or Cope. Uh, Kenny Meehan. Matt Fader. Jacob reichart Theodore Zadazello. Zadazello, I would say. Hiss. Thank you, his. David Joseph Moody, Hampus Theander, Trevor Kostrowski, Sam Pass, James Manero, and Chris Yates. Thank you.
1: And thank you to Brett Parsons, Christopher Mitz, Jeremy Miller, Paul Magnus, Paul Magnus Calabro, uh, Adam Sullins, Daniel Fashing, Debbie Lemon, Mark Isari. Isari. That's what it is. (laughs) He's going for Uh, it. Um Dylan Ekmalian, Patrick Steve Haas, thank you to Lieutenant Bob Blair, Lieutenant Katherine Gartner, uh Ryan Hansen, Andrew Why not Wyman, <laughs> uh David, uh Rebecca Chavida, Lieutenant Ren Hart, Lieutenant Michael Collins, Lieutenant Brian Deemer, thank you to Matthew M Columbus, thank you to Nelson Hellwig. thank you to Janella Robbins. Amy Pointer, Joe Lenzen, Sante Mastriana, Kevin 32, Jeff Caramaza, Amy Gibbs, Chuck Credo, Laura Pama Blandford, Anthony Wardinger, Philip, Lieutenant Teddy Jordan, uh, James Tuttle, Sections 31, President Agent Wheeler, <laughs> um, Juan Morales, Alex Edson, Michael Shade, Brian Strometz, Matthew Cutler, Jiminy Jillikers, uh, Lieutenant Feldy BMF, Feldy Bump. Is he trying to get me to say something? Oh, that's just a name. Um, Bill and Ted Minute, uh, Cedric oh, Law. Oh, is that
0: a, that's a, new, uh, a new podcast? It must be, yeah.
1: I'm curious. Ed Mundy, uh, L. Chapulin, rhymes with trampoline. No. Ed <laughs> Chapulin, Colorado. There you go. Um, Neil Studd. Uh, Lieutenant Scott Burnett Lieutenant Mikey Melton uh, Lieutenant Elizabeth Brandt Winston Stauffer Leon Kassab Dan Hornberger Adam Dodge Richard Craig Cody
0: Wappenkamp Pat E. Grant McGuire And a big old thank you to Daniel Permit Captain Slug, Jonathan Anderson, Lee Chapman, Todd Meyer, Richard Jackson, Nick G, Jason Keisler, Jay, Molly Murphy-White, Amanda Murphy, Will Davis, Cedric Clark, Beth Clark, Tyson Klein, Julie O., Scott Landles, Greg Lotta, The Great and Terrible Lizak, Lisa Simpson, Colin McKeon, Jeffrey Barker, Vanilla Thunder, Roberto Gwethelin Williams, Matthew Dillon, Section 31 themselves. Wow, that's... The Secretary One's here and the president of Section 31 is here. John G., Lucas Swain, Chris Asher, Mercer, Jay from ScienceDiv.com, That's the Triple People. Sarah Friedman, Chad Way we- uh, Chad Wavel Jimenez Dax, Lorraine Denman, Rob, Michelle Fairbanks, Dave Howe, Philip Gerst, Richard Phillips, Lauren Gleason, the Donkey of Prey, Dan Stoke, uh, Dan Stoko. James Carrier, Jay, Jerry Canavan, JJ Carter, Thomas, Tish Wheeler, Raymond, Jonathan Misner, uh, Denise Kupferschmidt. Uh, uh, you always hit cup. You go Kupferschmidt. So I'm going to guess that's correct. Yeah, she has it. Tara in. Hunter, CPO, Ernesto the Chief, Castania, Judge JJ439, William Commodore6D4. <laughs> Andy Puckett, Trenton Hoyt and Darren Gleedon, thank you very much and thank you to Lieutenant Edward Andres Acevedo,
1: Mark Redenius Lance Daniel Hepper Steve Thomas, Stephen White thank you to Kieran O'Sullivan Ryan Hecht Jerry Brown, Kathleen Guzman Joel Greenbow Lieutenant Kellen Adamson Anthony Trepicione. Rutger Hauer I'd <laughs> love to know the story behind Rutger Hauer <laughs> Uh, Zach Clark, Lieutenant Tim Shields, Lieutenant Andrew Polkrang, Marie Capasso, John Lynn, Caveart on Facebook and Instagram, Lieutenant the Dude Never Bowls, President Jarbajar Binks, um, <laughs> I'll allow it, uh, Lieutenant Zach Crum, Erica Vaniver, uh, Werewolf the Chinese Menu in his hand, Lieutenant Joe Moore, Lieutenant Tim Collins, Thank you to Thomas Nettleton, Thank you to Glenn Wakely Brian Rowinkle, Frederick Rombouts. Daryl the Animal Noy. Kate Lee M. Lieutenant Catherine. Jeff the Human and Maximus the Dog. Wesley Crushing That Ass. Cassia. Lieutenant Nick. Dan Billing. Jonathan Sourshell. Jennifer Letter. Lieutenant Judith Haynes. Cody Stanley. Thank you to Stephen Cotter. Thank you to Kip Corbett. Thank you to Jack Cavici. Thank you to Jeffrey Child. Thank you to Rob Baptiste. Matthew L. Went. Robert Denton, Dim, Lieutenant Catherine Novacek, John Turin, Andrew Alex D. Geslin, Joyce Hudson, Carmen DeHug, Eric B. Stephen McAvar, No
0: McVicker, uh, Lieutenant Aaron, and William Temin. And a big old thank you to Adrian Carter, Marcus Erlinson, Barry Wallace, Galactic President Andrew Reeves. He's not the President of the Federation. Kendra Song, Rob Sabin, Matt Schaefer Jeff Mills uh, Jeff Millies sorry and President Preston Foster who is not actually president Risa I'm sorry Risa Kotchuk. Risa apologies Simon Harper Linda Dilbeck Ryan Solo Daniel Stenrid Trek Barnes Full Trucker Effect Matt Wipert Chris Leopold Chris DQ Marcello Vida Secunda to None that's very funny I don't know Why you don't have that on the back of every t-shirt you own, Andy. (laughs) Joe Sullivan, Jeff Jenkins, Peter Shearn, Miriam Centeno, Heather Nelson, CD, Seth J. Boudreau, Jesse Tashinsky. How are you, Jesse? Took a part of MacBook Pro the other day and thought of you. Aaron and Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley. Mike, Mr. Bundy, Brandon Callinger. Nathan Haney, Alex Caricho, or Carico, Andrew Michael Barber the First, Joel Cued, Jason Brown, Chuck Day, uh, Tuckle Nui. Well go with that. Cashmere Woods, Darren Dishing, oh, sorry, Darren Dishong, Gary Martinez, Jesse Glasby, Cece Sadler, Tim Seabell, Stephen Herman, Kyle Thompson, Gareth Case, Fan Man Zang, Jesse Hendricks, Derek Hawkins, Alexis Borsier, Claire Powell's, Eric Mann, Rob Trevino, no, no, not the bees! Christopher P. Gill, Kristen Scalisti, the Goddess of, Cards and, uh, Goddess of Carbs, and Adam Hotz. Thank you, Adam. And thank you also to Amanda
1: Bootwell, Adam Rogers, Lieutenant Gary Smith. Thank you to Dan McLeod. Thank you to Madoween. 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 Matt. Meadowine, yes Uh, Keith Bodela Dak Pate Kim Vilsack Katie Campbell Fred Coppersmith Ryan Not a Doctor Doom Um, Catface Emily Eldred Is Catface now? Ross McCloud Just Ross McCloud Because you guys keep (laughs) ruining my Rutger Hour comments (laughs) We're very sorry we were talking, there was, was a discussion beforehand about whether we. he was trying to put it back in alphabetical order and then... Uh, you might hear it if
0: you keep listening.
1: Yeah, give it a shot next time. Maybe he'll put it back in alphabetical order. Um, sorry about that, Ross. Uh, Hubert Arudia, Brandon Davis, uh, Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk, Julian Randalls, Brett Jarrett, Lieutenant Sean, Robert Olson, the Kimballs, Andrew Witzel, Derek Westover... Lieutenant Lissy D. Anthony Rideout, Richard Davis, Lieutenant Will, Will uh Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins, Tyler Rosewood, Joe Furminick, Jason Sinclair. Thank you to Hootenwaddle, Waddle, to Lisa Gomez. Thank you to Stevie Marie, Nickel, Elena, Alan L. The <laughs> here we go. The only thing to ever come between Matt and Andy, except maybe pizza. Uh, <laughs> Mark Mitchell. Uh, Steve Harcourt, Katie Whitestone, uh, Lieutenant Paul Sharp, Catherine Simmons, Lieutenant Christopher Colbert, Dan Costelic, Andrew Ingram, Chad Fate, Jason Werend, Daniel Perez, Matt Burke, Kevin Brown, Ben Roach, William Smith, Mike Webster, Thomas Peering, Srikinar, Brian Adams, Paul Carl, Carly,
0: sorry. Kelly Coe. And rounding out our list of wonderful President Circle members, we've got Elizabeth Simpson, Claudia, Brian Hellman, Karen Vanoff, Chief Tactical Officer, Troy Ray, Mike Jones, Rachel Dylan snyder Brett Euler, Amy Giles, Stephen Pierce, Stephen Small, Julie Phillips, Sandra M., Mike Gaylord, Ron LeBlanc, uh, James Baker, Laura mccarricker frederick Roy, jonathan wentz martin Hedegard peterson jan Leppert, cosmo moore lisa carolyn land whiskey ben 77 chris Nedwitz, captain crandall <gasps> of the inside straight linnea hyun uh, linnea win i'm sorry so you phonetically spelled it and i just read and then didn't think jd cohen Brian McDonald, Chris Love, Tim Cullen, Tony King, Scott Lieberman, Alexander Perry, Diane M. Martin, Robin Larson, Katya and Kelly Newman, Command Master Chief, Rob Garrison, Nicholas Payne, and... Lindsay Connor! All Lindsay, in Connor! <laughs> all in <cats>. Lindsay Connor! All in caps. Lindsay Connor! I love it. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, again, you've... Uh, guys there's you, more and more of you in you've the given us the drive to continue to talk into microphones while remaining miles apart
1: it's true <laughs> as matt goes into working again i think uh, <laughs> it's especially uh, nice to, to feel the support from you guys i
0: gotta be honest my first day of work and i had way more energy than i thought i would like my first post work podcast recording I'm very impressed. I really was bracing myself to—I was bracing myself to to be handling a mood. Yeah, and uh, you know what gave me the energy? These president circle members. They gave me the energy, Andy. No one else. Only you guys. (laughs) No one. Oh, I've lost it. All right, Andy. That's that's what the voice for the uh,
1: exocomp should have been.
0: (laughs) No. We'll right die. Up. We can't go in there. There's rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Those, Those rocks, rocks are going to explode. <laughs> Those <laughs> rocks will blow. <laughs> Do you know how oh. many rocks are down there? <laughs> it's such a dumb voice, I can't even maintain it. Uh, Andy, uh, a pleasure. I'll see you uh, later this week when we record Voyager for some <laughs> special presidents who might be in a circle.
1: Looking forward to the circling up for the circling presidents
0: and the oh, voyagers. I love circling up, down all around, and uh oh let me just uh see if I can pull this in here. I just wanna leave us with uh just quick bit of uh insult theater one more time. <laughs> just get that. we just get the uh, just get the horn ready.
1: You're preparing a shot for me. <laughs>
9: After all, you're talking to a living machine right now, and I have nothing but the utmost respect and admiration for Dr. Sung's accomplishment. But his intention was to create an artificial life form. I created the Exocomps to be tools, and there is a big difference between data and a tool.
8: There is a big difference between you and a virus, but both are alive. <laughs> Alright,
6: everybody. <laughs>
1: Slam duck in your face. Disengage.
6: Follow Star Trek the Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voicemail, call 816 Trek TNC. That's 816 873 5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matter Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. be a lieutenant for only $5 per month, or join the president Circle for $17.01 per
0: month. And should I put it back to alphabetical? Do you think these people have figured out the, the order in which they're being read?
1: I think they like it to know the order because some of them build jokes into. I know, the but I'm wondering person. if they've.
0: I wonder if they've they've figured out the new way I was doing it, and if they, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if I'm going to ruin jokes this week by doing it back in order. I guess
1: just do whatever you feel. Holy shit! Only
0: 515 names to read. Yeah, I gave you the option, and others did too. What others did? Who did? I don't
1: know. I think who gave me option. It really wasn't. It was It was a person who was not in the President's Circle.
0: Who gave me way. option? Person not in circle? Person not nice. in circle not mean anything. That's <laughs> true. Only person in circle mean thing to me now. <laughs> I only do person in circle. Everyone else tried, nothing.
1: Have you joined Caveman's Patreon? It's I
0: really am person good. in circle. I am how Exocomp talk when first given voice box.
1: Data, don't kill me.
0: Data, please. You should have let me die in the stream. I don't want to be with her. Day in, day out, she talk about particle mining, particle stream, never about Exocomp. Poor data, Exocomp. Data, please adopt us. We love you, Data. We all will right. feed Cat. I can't believe that uh, they're missing out on all this gold. I feel like you got to edit it in. Put it as, put it as a bonus track.
3: <laughs>
1: this this will play the after. Bonus.
0: After the thing is me looking up the Patreon names. Sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna sit through five hundred names anyway?
0: <laughs> that's a good good. This is the part where everyone will be like, "Wow, this was such a great show." <laughs> I love when you. I love when Matt looked for the thing for so long. <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> Not uh, atypical for us, though. Why, well, Matt, look for things so long? <laughs> uh, okay. And perfect. I got it down to a very manageable nine pages. Uh, let me just bring this up to here. Let me hit the print button. Let me make it a PDF. And from pages one to nine. So, Andy, I think we should just trade off pages. It's just going to be much quicker if we do it that way. I think. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Save as a PDF. And, uh, Andy, you have access to your Dropbox? Uh,
1: yes. Oh, you mean the, the...
0: Yes. Yeah, so head into... Uh, I think it's in today's Sounds.
1: Oh, Today Sounds. Okay.
0: I just but just august it members Got there it. there you go okay all right oh my oh, god. god so big so huge so many names
1: let me download this it's too small
0: No, just just zoom in just open it up and then hit the command plus
3: okay
1: it's all not right. uh, oh wait there's a the plus over there no, it's it's uh, not agreeing to do it. It's making. It's not, a, it's
0: not agreeing to zoom in. <laughs>
1: it is making the X and the chat thing huge, but not the
0: the X of the chat thing. Where are you? Uh, from? Just double click on it to open it. I, I did. All right. Let me just download it. Oh no, I didn't. uh, I didn't put it back in alphabetical order. They're all gonna be so sad. What should I play in the background?
1: Good question. Was there something at the beginning? That what was the what was the song? Maybe some maybe the Heights
0: album. That would just be (laughs) that would just take so long. We'd have, to listen to the, we'd have to listen to the song forty five times. That's Paul the saddest McCartney part.
1: Uh, Sequest theme.
0: <laughs> oh, why don't we just do we never do like the Star Trek like Star Trek music suite.
1: That sounds good.